Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Carl Nelson Show. And grand rising wake up squad. Thanks for kickstarting your day with us again. Later, Neely Fuller Jr. will report to our classroom. Neely's got a birthday coming up tomorrow. Brother Neely will explain why some blacks feel it's so easy to hate on other blacks while accepting the other folks. Many of you already know his uh, thesis on racism and white supremacy that explains that if you don't understand how the system of racism and white supremacy works and all that it entails and everything else that you think you understand will only serve to confuse you. So he's going to be here. Also, before we hear from Brother Neely, though, Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. will join us to check in, uh, give us an update as to what's going on with the Black Panthers in Illinois. But to get us started, D.C. activist Tyrell Muhammad is here. Salam alaikum, my brother. Wa alaikum salam, brother. How are you? I feel God. As our bosses just say, we, I feel God. But uh, let me check first. Is it Darrell or Darrell? I want to. I think Darrell. I've been messing up your name all the time. It's all right, brother. It's Darrell. It's Darrell. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks. So, so Darrell, you've got an event coming up. Uh, it's going to be focused on Ward Eight. Can you tell us about it? Yes. Uh, this event, I, I believe, this is historic. Why? Because uh, three weeks ago, Bishop Stallings uh, was watching the news at night, uh, and he seen. Uh, on Channel 7 News at night, I think it was 11 o'clock, that Ward 8 is the worst ward in terms of gun violence and killing 100% from last year to this year. Uh, and he called me uh, Wednesday morning, that Wednesday morning, and said, Darrell, meet me at the Starbucks. Uh, I want to talk to you because we have a crisis. He said, uh, I know, or a lot of us know, that you're efficient and effective in these young people, but I want to do something uh, that's, realistic that we can do as the church or clergy. Uh, after about an hour, I say, okay, look, this is what we're going to do. The church is going to have to come out of the street. I'm already out there. Everybody already know that. But the church is going to have to come out. The mosque going to have to come out. So we had a, a historic n- news conference where the whole clergy, the Baptist church, as well as the Catholic church, got behind uh, CMU, Crisis Management Unit, because this is stuff that I just do on a regular basis. And we decided to, okay, form alliance. The people's not coming to the mosque. The mosque have to get to the people. The people's not coming to the church. The church have to go to the people. So out of that news conference, we already had a plan, and the plan is to have a no opposition day. If you break down the word opposition, this is relevant with me, and this is why you have to get out amongst our young people. The thought is the cause of it all. They are calling each other ops. And this is why we decided to have a no opposition day. 
So when you talk to young people and you listen to the young people, before the last resort of murder or gun violence, they already put it in their mind that that's my op, which justifies them killing one another. So we're going to have a no opposition day in Ward 8 at 2101 Martin Luther King Jr. Avenue from 10 o'clock to 6 o'clock. And I went to Anacostia High School. I asked for two students to speak on behalf of the danger that they have to live with every day under gun violence. I went to Baloo High School and I asked for two more students to speak on behalf of the same thing, the threat of living with death every day amongst these students. I went to Dunbar High School and Dunbar uh, High School is going to give me two students to speak on the same issue. Now, the reason that I'm going and dealing with these young people, particularly the students, the intellectual young people amongst us, because we as elders, we need to listen to them. And this is the problem, Brother Carl. You can't or we cannot come to them with our own precepts and concepts and don't know what their issues is. So this is a, going to be a program for nothing but young people. I have some neighborhood uh, local rappers that I know that's in, engaged and involved in stopping the killing. They're going to rap about uh, consciously us not killing one another. I also uh, have uh, one of the sisters that I work with. She's going to feed 500 children or young people or whoever is there. And from there, we're going to deploy the church and the mosque into the streets to get involved instead of participating. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Wow, that's that's awesome. I know people listening around the country, too, you could do the same thing that uh, Brother Tyrell is doing in Washington, D.C., in Ward 8. But let me ask you this, though, uh, Tyrell. What do you think the problem is, though? Because I don't know how old you are, but when we were growing up, we didn't have this issue of this this violence, this one-on-one violence. We're trying to take each other out. It's this this hate. Uh, What do you think that that manifests itself? Where is it coming from? Well, first and foremost, uh, as a doctor, we have to diagnose the patient before we prescribe any medication. It's a cocktail of things, first and foremost, for me when I listen to them, is they tired of us lying. And I say that at the news conference. See, a lie could be told but not explained. You can tell a lie, but you can't explain it. We are coming to our young people, as always, with a noble clause, but there's no substance behind it. First and foremost, that is the issue, and this is what I explained to Bishop Starling and those clergy that was there. If you're not going to come out in the street, then don't tell us that you're coming out in the street and you're not coming out in the street because they're going to look for us to fulfill our words. Our word is not bond. 
Now, after that, is the self-hatred amongst us. Even as a young as young people now, what I don't like is the dispersing of these young people without going and listening to them, analyzing them, and studying what is the problem. And I'm out there, of course, every day. I've been on your show three, four times. And I can tell you, Brother Nelson, that you haven't heard much killing in Warwick no more in terms of 16th and Good Hope Road. You haven't heard a lot of killing no more on 19th and Minnesota Avenue and 22nd Minnesota Avenue. I'm not saying miraculously that it's going to stop. But when we are engaged with our young people, and they know from the perspective of our sincerity and our motive and intent not to use them as pawns, and I mentioned that, a lot of us are financial mercenaries. What I mean by financial mercenaries? We are hustling the death of our people, meaning we are being motivated by a salary, and our young people is wise. They have these phones. And on these phones, you can abstract out of it anything that you want to know. So I'm hearing now from them, you're getting grant money for us, and they're not doing nothing for us. And this is why I warned the leaders. You don't want to play with our young people. I heard the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan say that this is the best generation that was ever produced in America because, first and foremost, they don't fear what we fear. Politically, socially, they don't fear. Anytime our young people can kill one another with no consciousness whatsoever, you're really dealing with a dead person, mentally, morally, psychologically. So it's a cocktail of things, but you have to, and we have to go amongst them and engage them to find out what is the solution to the problem. And this is why I'm blessed to be effective and efficient because I'm going back every day. Because the reality amongst them, their mindsets change every day. So if you're not out there every day as it's changing, because they are caught up in the gravitational pull of death. They listen to the music of death. They call it trap music. I call it death music. So the thing about it, our young people, even is being manipulated, and they don't even know they're being manipulated. So for me, it's a cocktail of things. And one of the things that makes me effective is I produce solutions in terms of substance for them. I found out just recently the reason that the carjacking is up is our young people is homeless. No parental guidance. And when they explain to me why they are carjacking SUVs, they're not carjacking SUVs to do drive-bys with them. They're carjacking SUVs to sleep in them. That means that there's a housing crisis amongst our young people. We wouldn't know it unless we are engaged with them from the perspective of they trusting us and we trusting them. And this is why they call me the resource man. I'm going to do everything well, that let me, I can. Let me interrupt you right here, uh, Brother Dyrell. Why didn't they just ask for somebody for some shelter? Why do they have to carjack somebody because they need a place to sleep? You know, Answer me that one. If, if, if they don't have to get violent, if they need a place to sleep, just say, "Hey, I need a place to sleep." There's a lot of places, a lot of agencies in the district they can they can uh, uh, stay at. They don't have to yeah. resort to violence. That's absolutely true. And this is the thing for me is the criminality, because see, look, this call this is it's heavy when you study it. What I mean is heavy when you study it, it's being glorified all over America. It's being glorified. It's being glorified in movies. 
It's being glorified in music. It's being glorified in our society. So for them, they think that it's right because it's being glorified in order to get attention because they're attention seekers, they're children. So in order to get the attention that they seek, they have to do something as horrible as that. And then you have the gun issue. Sometimes when I'm in the blocks or on those blocks, I'm seeing what they call calicos and dracos, assault rifles. And I'm saying to myself, how did you get that? How did that make it into our community? It ain't no uh, conspiracy for me. This is a reality for me. These young brothers is hustling in the street just to get them. And when you get them because you don't have power, you have to show that you have power through the government. So it's easy to sit back and say, okay, the young people is doing this and the young people is doing that. And this is why I explained to the clergy, this opposition day is just the beginning. We have to strategize the plan to come out in the street like Jesus did with his 12 disciples. We don't have to go out in the group. We can go out as tools like he chose the disciples to do. The thing for me is don't call me and use me for no photo op and use me for no news conference because I'm already out there. The thing for me is to make your word fun because if you look at the church and if you look at the mosque, it's no young people in there. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan taught us in the Nation of Islam, when you look at the church and when you look at the mosque and you see our elders, that means the mosque is dying and the church is dying. So that tells me that we do not know how to have an outreach coming up out of our churches and out of our mosques to reach our young people. So for me, I'm not making no excuses. I do it myself. Uh, uh, and that's what motivates me. Money don't motivate me. I love our people, but I'm not going to see our people in the condition that they are in, and I know there's something that I can do, Brother Cole. Well, hear what you do. Hold this thought right there because we're coming up on a break real soon. When we come back, though, let's talk about the crime because it's not just Washington, D.C. It's just all over the country. We just saw the shooting at Morgan State University in Baltimore, and right now classes, uh, I think classes are, are canceled or postponed. You know, the big football game, it's, uh, you know, has also been postponed because of the shooting. Four, four students got shot and uh, another person got shot. But the big issue is they still haven't caught the shooter. Some people earlier, the last time you were on, Brother Dyrell, they were calling for the National Guard. And, and I remember that you said they were trying to use you to do that. I'll let you explain how that situation worked out. If, you, if they're still calling for the National Guard to come into our inner cities, especially in Ward 8 in Washington, D.C. Folks, you want to join this conversation with Brother Dyrell Muhammad? Reach out to us at 800-450-7876. We'll take your phone calls in four minutes at 14 after the top. They are right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. Also, in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power. Good morning again, family. 21 minutes after the top of the hour with our guest, uh, Dyrell Muhammad. He's an activist in Washington, D.C. His brother has seen the problems in the, in the district, and he's sort of uh, taking some action. And we're talking about the crime that's in the district. And the last time we had a conversation here, uh, Brother Darrell, uh, explain to us what happened, because there was some call for one of the city council members uh, in the district called for the National Guard. So it's the only way that we can end this crime 
especially in his award eight is to get the National Guard involved. And you said you were against that. And I think they sort of used your image or, or, or sort of uh, used you in trying to push that. Can you explain that? What happened? Okay, yeah, what happened was uh, uh, Councilman Trayon White, uh, two days before he had the news conference, he called me and said, Brother Darrell, I know that you are strong in my ward, particularly 16th of Good Hope Road, 19th of Minnesota Avenue, and 22nd of Minnesota Avenue. He said, I'm having a news conference. Would you be there? I said, oh, no doubt about it. Uh, I would be there, brother, uh, dealing with this gun violence and killing. What he didn't tell me was his policy position in terms of requesting the National Guards. Uh, so I was there along with the mothers and family members who had lost their loved ones and their neighborhood. So I stood beside him for two hours. Uh, and that went, when that came out of his mouth, uh, those affiliates from Channel 4, China Five, China Seven, China Channel Nine, and NPR see that I was. They seen that I was uncomfortable with his position. Uh, afterwards, of course, I came on your show. Uh, but what I didn't like about it was, uh, to me, still it was a knee-jerk reaction, uh, and naturally that's what politicians do. Uh, but for me, don't call me with your shenanigans and your chicanery playing with the death of our people. This is why normally I have to go in those communities by myself because I really don't know what a person, in terms of groups and organization, I don't know what your motive and intent is, but I know what my motive and intent is. I haven't said anything to him since. And this is why the last time I was on his show, uh, in terms of uh, me saying I don't give a damn if he ever say anything to me or not, I just don't care. Because at the end of the day, I'm watching these mothers and family members lose their, lose their loved ones. And everybody, if you're not playing the grant game to get you a few dollars to pay your bills, and we see uh, all the pictures of you on Instagram with the cars that you're buying and the clothes that you're buying, but the motive and intent for you getting the money is to come out the street and help uh, with this gun violence and killing. Now, in terms of the National Guards, we don't need the National Guards. We need the Neighborhood Guards. Because the neighborhood guards, that's our neighborhood anyway, so we should be out guarding the lives of our people. Now, part of the solution to being a neighborhood guard is the mother has to go to the other mother. Why? Because one of those mothers is going to bury their son, and the other mother is going to visit her son in the penitentiaries. So, first of all, there's no parental guidance, so we got to go to the etymology. We got to go to the root of what the problem is. So if there's no mother there, it has to be a family member there. And if there's no family member there, then the community have to step in. We have to step in to do all that we can to try to extend this gun violence and murder. And this is what I'm seeing, because I have to talk to the family members, I have to talk to the mothers, I have to talk to the father if they're there. So we just cannot sit back. As a matter of fact, two students that are going to participate in this program, the 14th of this month, they have to make sure they get clearance, not just from the school, but from their parents. I have to go get those uh, youth and take them because they're so scared to get on any public transportation. Likewise with Baloo. I have to go to Baloo after their family authorized and give me permission to get their child to take them to the program and take them back to the school. And this is why the responsibility in the word responsibility is the word, the ability to respond. We have to stop making excuses. Instead of getting on our shows 
and talking about the problem as if there are no solutions. Now, the thing for me is uh, being out there every day. Either we're going to be part of the solution or we are the problem. So true. And, and you know what? I like the fact that you've seen that and you've picked that up because, we, you know, and, and it's just not Ward 8 in, in Washington, D.C. The, the listeners in, in Baltimore, they know all about it. Chicago, Chairman Fred's coming up later. He'll, he'll tell you all about it. Every weekend, there's a 30, uh, 28, 34 people get wounded and, and four or five fatalities. This is every single weekend in Chicago. And you've got L.A. and Detroit and New York. It's, it's on and on. And that's why Neely Fuller's coming on, on next, because a, a lot of this is in self-hate. Let me ask you this, uh, Brother Dyrell, though. Do you think if our young people, our young brothers and sisters, knew who they were, who they are, you know, uh, Ashra Kwesi says, know thyself. That's his charge. Know thyself. If you really know who you are, and this is the essence of, of what Neely Fuller talked about, racism, white supremacy, you would never try to hurt another black person. In fact, you wouldn't even try to badmouth another black person if you knew who you are, if you understand how the system, what we're doing, what these young people are doing is doing exactly what the system of racism and white supremacy wants them to do, attack each other, take each other out, because they're doing the work of the oppressor. How do we get that message across to these young people? Well, first and foremost, we got to be honest with them. For, uh, and when I say by honest with them, we know that the educational system uh, that was formulated in America uh, by those three races, Dewey, Heiko, and Kant, uh, indoctrinated us against the knowledge of self. And this is why the most honorable, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad had to come up with one of the lessons that we have student enrollment. Who is the original man? In the word original is the origin of man. And you hit it on the nose. Once our people know that we were the first people under the sun, and once our people know that we built civilizations more superior to anything that this world has seen, even in terms of the Sphinx. Once our people know uh, about the history of the Nile Valley, and once our people really truly know that Jesus the Christ is a black man, that his mother was a she was the Egyptian living in Palestine. See, so once our people know that we are the people of the book, then our whole precepts and concept of inferiority will it will dissipate. And we will see our rich history through the eyes of the original people. But every day we have to live under the threat of, okay, I'm inferior. So we are in America and we've been taught and trained against really knowing who we are and our contribution to society. So uh, we, we need to be re-educated. But the question is, who gonna, like you said, who's going to re-educate us? So this situation, when you listen to our young people, they don't even want to go to school no more. So they rejecting the food in terms of the curriculum that's being taught inside of these schools now and has been for years. But what we got to do, we got to stop talking about the problem because so many of us can change that reality, but we won't join forces even in our resources to teach our people through our own schools. So that's a broader subject matter that needs to be discussed. This is why in the nation of Islam, we have a Muhammad university and we have to give that man credit because in 1931, he had the presence of mind divinely to take us 
out of the systems of this world and teach us the knowledge itself, which is the knowledge of God. Yeah, let me let me jump in here at uh, twenty nine after the top there. I ask you about about the music and the entertainment because we discussed this with uh, Brother Zaki Baroudi on Wednesday. So some of the music that some of our young people are listening to are t- actually telling them uh, to kill each other and you know really fire what kind of guns and what to use and also disrespect our our, our, our women. How do how do we cut? How do we take care of that part though? Because this this I mean, if you talk to them, they'll tell them, man, I, I'm just digging the beat. I don't hear the profanity or or the I don't hear them putting down. I just like the rhyme, but they don't know it, the subliminal message that goes into them. And they go out and and shoot or harm somebody or disrespect a, a, any of somebody in our community that it's it's from the music that the, that they just heard. They're egg, egging them on and tell them to do that. So how do we handle that part? Well, first and foremost, we have to be independent, like. Uh, the brother Master Pete uh, said, uh, when we start owning our distribution and owning the things that we are putting out. And the question is, okay, who owns those radio or who owns those companies? The people that own those companies, not us. So what they do is <clears throat> wisely, and this is why the Bible says in Exodus, uh, the book of Exodus, let us deal wisely with them. And this is why public enemy is back on the scene now. Why would we need public enemy 30 years uh, 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 now from when they were hot back then, educating us through the music, because it's revelant of the kid. So who owns the companies? And certain rappers is coming out like Kendrick Lamar is really, really, truly telling us what the issue is. They're not allowing those conscious raps to come out anymore because they feeding off the ignorance and the death of our people. We know that already, but who has the cojones to confront them in their uh, conspiracy to kill off our young people? And this is why we need bold leadership. We don't need no weak leadership. We need bold leadership. And this is why I mentioned the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, because truthfully speaking, I don't see nothing out there that has the cojones to address these massive, massive issues amongst our people as a whole. Yeah, and somebody's going to address it. I'm think, I think that you are addressing it locally and, 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 the, and the minister on a national level. But again, back to the music, and you mentioned that the people who are originating and creating this, and I don't call it music, I call it filth, because they would never let the, their children do this kind of music or put their, their people down, and they wouldn't let their children even listen to it. But they're the ones Absolutely. who profit to it. And they flood our communities with it and, and our young people. So how do we get our young people to say, hey, man, I'm not going to cut that. I'm not going to say that on the record. I'm not if, if you know, you, you can keep your money. I, I'm not I'm going to do some positive music. How do we get our people, our young people to understand that part? OK, uh, it's twofold for me. And the beautiful thing about it uh, for me is what I like about uh, what I'm ready to say is this, because I was asked the question, uh, do I walk, work with law enforcement? Uh, and I gave a simple answer, and the person said, okay, well, that, that's kind of profound, Brother Darrell. Uh, and to answer your question, see, we have to resurrect our people. Our people need, I'm talking, we're in a dire situation. We need to be resurrected morally. We need to be resurrected spiritually. We need to be resurrected intellectually. So the situation that our people is in, it's going to take more than a church. It's going to take more than a mosque. And this is what I spoke to uh, Bishop Stallings in the uh, 
other bishops and ministers about. We just can't make this about spirituality when we have a psychological problem, when we have a mental problem, because I'm looking at our young people every day and for them to take the life of each other and just go get a hamburger or go to the go-go late at night. And the self-accusing spirit don't even bother them no more. I know I'm dealing with a dead person that's 16, 17, and 18 years of age. So our people need to be resurrected. So if our people need to be resurrected from that dead state of mind, the question is, who has the ability? Who has the know-how? Who has the program? Because it's going to take all of us, bro. And it's sad for me to say that is too much division at the top. Yeah. And hold up the right there, Brother Diary. I've got to take a quick break. I'll, I'll let you expound on that when we come back because you're absolutely right. And this is one of the reasons why Neely Fuller Jr. is going to join us later this morning. 26 minutes away from the top of the hour. Brother Darrell Muhammad out of Washington, D.C. is our guest. He's got a plan and a program to stop the violence in Ward 8 in Washington, D.C. You can use it in Xerox it and take it into your community and it'll probably work just as well. But we've got to step aside and get caught up on our first look at the news, traffic, and weather in our different cities. We'll be back in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. In the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. W-O-L, or information is power. Good morning again, family. 19 minutes away from the top of the hour with our guest, uh, Dyrell Muhammad from Washington, D.C. He's got a plan and a program to stop the violence, the shootings in the city, especially in Ward 8. We'll get back to him in a moment. First, uh, we're going to shout out Professor Small. Professor James Small's got some health challenges, folks. So those of you who pray or you send light or send energy, please send it his way. But he says he's on the mend. Spoke to him Spoke to him yesterday, as a matter of fact. Also, uh, our, our boss wants us to shout out uh, Tim Kane. You know, our company's trying to move into the resort business down in Richmond, Virginia. Tim Kane, who we helped get elected, you know, we, he ran and voted and got his folks to go against us. But she says, call him up, 202-224-4024. And if you're in Fredericksburg, that's where his office is down in Virginia, 540-369-7667. And kind of later, speaking about young people, uh, Chairman Fred, he works for the Black Panther Cubs. He's going to be with us in Chicago. He's gonna, uh, there's some issue going on with the Panthers. Uh, Chairman Fred's going to enlighten us on that. And, of course, uh, Neely Fuller Jr. will be here. And Neely Fuller celebrating a birthday tomorrow, so you can call him and wish him happy birthday. He's going to be 94. And, of course, tomorrow is Friday. We'll give you another chance to free your mind, think for yourself, and join us on our Open Phone Friday program. We begin promptly right here in Baltimore and the DMV at 6 a.m. Of course, on 1010 WLB and, of course, uh, 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL. Yeah, Dyrell, before you left, uh, before we went for the news, traffic, and weather update, you will tell us about there's a lot of division of the top, and this is why we constantly have nearly, nearly fuller on. We used to have Dr. Welton on as well, because this, this is where it all starts. If we're not united, we can't solve our problems. But I'll let you finish telling us about that, and Charles in Baltimore has a question for you. Okay, first and foremost, uh, I have to go uh, in Philadelphia the 27th for this month. They asked me to come out. Uh, Chicago, Illinois, to deal with the uh, gun violence and killing in both of those cities. Then it's too much division, and this is why Paul said, is Christ divided? And if Christ is not divided, then how did we get divided in Christ's name? I watch who comes around me. And the reason that I watch who comes around me, if we're not motivated by the resurrection of our people, 
then I personally don't want you around me because I already know the average person out here, whether it's agencies or organization, is money motivated. That's why I speak so vehemently about it because I'm out there. I'm crisscrossing this city every day, and I'm not seeing the people that should be out there out there. Now, it inspired the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan out of that news conference and what we are doing on October the 14th that he put it in the latest Final Call newspaper or authorized it on page five. That at least the people of God not just having a conversation that are doing something instead of sitting back being Monday, Monday morning quarterbacking about the problem every day, at least getting together. And this is what the problem is, because at the top, if the people see the division at the top, if they don't see the unity at the top, then naturally it caused them to say, okay, because I hear the same thing every day. I hear with the leadership, at. not only with the leadership, at, but who is the leader who speaks or willing to speak and help me? This Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Why do people gravitate towards me, not in D.C., nationally? I'm constantly traveling, Richmond, North Carolina. I'm, co- I'm constantly traveling uh, because I know a lot of those guys in those cities that I can help them stop the killing amongst our uh, young people and the murdering uh, amongst our young people. So the division has to stop from the top. Gotcha. 15 away from the top. As I mentioned, Charles is online too. Calling from Baltimore has a question for you. Good morning, Charles. You're on with Dyrell. Yes. How you doing, Mr. Dyrell? I'm fine, beloved brother. All right. Um, I wanted to um, ask you about um, Native and about the true Americans. I don't know if you understand that Native means born here, which are the children of the colonists. Are you familiar with that? Yes, I am. Okay, so who are the original people of America? Okay. All right. Thanks, First Charles. and foremost, thanks for your question. Go ahead. Thanks, uh, I ain't no doubt about out. it, brother. Thanks for your yeah. question. You got 196,940,000 square miles on this planet. And everywhere that you will go, you will see us as a people being already there. So when you're talking about, and you heard me say earlier, the original people of the planet, we know that the Indians came over here by the burning strengths 16,000 years ago. We know that. Just studying ancient history. So when you're talking about the original people, you can't go nowhere on the planet and you don't see something that we left there, uh, my beloved brother. 
See, so the beautiful thing about your question was, it goes back to what we talked about early, earlier, the knowledge of self. We not know Johnny come lately people. Yeah, I thank you for sharing that with him because, you know, people always try to localize it that when it comes to where we, who's the original people. If, if we all came from Africa, it's an African. So why it's, it's not even worth discussion, discussing. But anyway, I want to go back to the, the, the music issue because I, I just recall somebody pointing out that the white, white children buy the music more than our, than our children do. But we listen, we probably listening to it more. The question, uh, you're not a psychologist though. Why, why aren't they going around and shooting up the, uh, to the, because we know they do it like one off and all that. They go in a supermarket or do something like that. But why did we hear in weekend shootings like we hear in Chicago? Like last week, I said 34 people were wounded, four or five of them fatally. Why aren't we hearing those numbers in the suburbs? Why aren't white children doing that? What, what's going on? Well, first and foremost, <laughs> the question is, is a profound question. And the reason that I'm, I'm chuckling is this, bro. By nature, those people are valid. And it takes somebody with, with the gravitas to say it, brother. They had a civil war to keep us in servitude, slavery. He fought his brother to keep us in slavery. See, so when you're talking about uh, uh, the violence amongst them or the violence amongst us, even amongst slavery, we wasn't doing this. So something is wrong, brother Cole. We wasn't act. I'm talking about we was in slavery, brother, for 300 years, and we didn't turn on each other. We didn't turn on each other. So if we didn't, or 400 years, we didn't turn on each other. So you got to ask the question 100 years later, what happened? Because we had leaders there. Herb Tubman was there. Frederick Douglass was there. Marcus Garvey was there. Noble Drew Ali was there. The most honorable Muhammad was there, so we had people there, but we wasn't doing those things to one another. So the question I have to study it, one of the degrees that I have, I have American Studies degree. So the thing for me, I have to study the history, the clinical aspect of it, because there's nothing new that happens under the sun. So what happened to our people for us to turn on one another and you started uh, this segment off with the music. That's death music. So, yeah, white children is listening to it, but they don't know what they're listening to because it's a cultural thing for them. They're just trying to be hip, like they was listening to Marvin Gaye, Smokey Robinson, and Motown back then. It was a cultural thing. But for us, since it's coming up out of us, it's totally different. All right, got you. 11 away from the top of the hour. Let's go to line three. Brother Haki's joining us. He's in Baltimore this morning. Good morning, Brother Haki. You're on with uh, Brother Dyrell. Yes, sir. Good morning, uh, Brother Kong. Good morning, uh, Brother Dyrell. Good morning, beloved family. Thank you, thank you. Uh, well, um, you know, in two calls question, and, I, you know, I, I've had an observation, um, you know, just what's happening, for instance, you know, not just in Baltimore, but take, for instance, the HBCUs. I don't know what kind of uh, people are running these uh, HBCUs, or but I would I would have to come on the, on campus and just be a revolutionary. I mean, so you have, you know, several years ago, for instance, in Baltimore, they had Little Wayne perform, right? 
And I just heard, I don't know if it's authenticated, but at, at, at uh, Morris Brown in Atlanta, where I'm, I'm heading to Atlanta this weekend, but they had uh, scheduled Sexy Red and Sukiana. And I, I'm just, I mean, and, and so there was some online protest about that or petition. And I'll give you this example. When I was at Howard University just this uh, past Friday, as soon as I walked out, there was some young men dancing in the yard, and they were playing a song, effing the B-I-T, you know. And I yes, was just sir. like, is this going on on the campuses? I'm like, yes, and I'm just, I'm just on here visiting just one time. And what this been, you know, I had, you know, a table upstairs, and I had a book, The Secret Relationship Between Blacks and Jews, and none of the, none of the so-called cultural people that were there, they didn't even look at it. But, you know, I mean, I, I just do things like that to, you know, just open up our minds to understand who who's the power that's, that's pushing this black degeneracy, you know, in, in our communities. I mean, some of these people are, are collaborators. So if you could just speak to that, brother, and I'll just, you know, listen to you, to your knowledge. Thank you. It's always good to hear you. Thank you. You're welcome, brother. Uh, and to speak uh, directly to that, I work uh, a lot of times in that neighborhood, and I'm going to tell you why I'm flabbergasted and appalled by our young brothers and sisters that in those colleges, they're the next generation of intellectuals, right? And it saddens me to see them act like Nicki Minaj and uh, Rihanna. And I look how they dress. I listen to their talk because one of the places that I do go to is Howard University Starbucks and study this stuff. And I'm appalled and I'm flabbergasted because who want to lead the young brothers and sisters that's in the street out of it if you're doing it? So this is why I say this is a cultural thing, but it's also psychologically because you're not a dummy. You're in Howard University or the historical Howard University. So if you acting like that, then you can't leave them out of it. And this is why psychologically this thing has to be studied. Mentally, this thing has to be studied. And as a matter of fact, my beloved brother, I had to go up there five weeks ago because now the crime has risen in that part of Northwest based on what the students is doing. And we don't want to tell the truth for the matter because, first and foremost, we connected to all of this stuff. So, so either you part of the problem or you part of the solution. You can't be part of the problem or the problem of solution, but somebody got to say it. So we are exploiting one another as well as our open enemy are exploiting us. Yeah, but this is where we got to step in and we've got to make a change. Listen, we're coming up on a break. When we come back, though, I want you to explain what you're doing in, in Ward 8. And, for the, and you know, one part of the problem, let me say this real quickly, though, we, we tend to blame each other. We tend to blame the young people. I've heard one official in Baltimore say they need longest, stiffer sentences, you know, just lock them up and throw away the key. But, of course, he, he doesn't, he's not from our community, so he doesn't care about that. He probably wouldn't say that about his children or his nephews. 
But, you know, for our children, if, if they go south, you know, just lock them up and throw away the keys. When their children go wrong, oh, we'll send them to rehab or something. They got a drug problem. They, they're treated differently. So that's another issue that we need to talk about. But anyway, we got to step aside and get caught up on the latest traffic and weather and the news in Baltimore. Six minutes away from the top of the hour. We'll be back in four minutes with Brother Dyrell Muhammad right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. Also in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, or information is power. Hey, good morning again, family. A minute after the top of the hour with our guest, Dyrell Muhammad. Momentarily, we'll speak to Chairman Fred Hampton. But, Dyrell, let me ask you this, because what, what, what made you decide... To, because the problems are going on the shootings, and I mentioned it's not just Washington, D.C. You know, we just heard about Baltimore. You talked about the, the colleges. HBCU, of course, is an event at Howard, uh, uh, at some crime at Howard a few weeks ago. And we had the shooting at Morgan State. Uh, uh, it was a couple of days now. And school is, is basically classes are canceled for the rest of the week. But l- let me ask you this, though, because you saw the problem. And they, all of us are watching the problem. But you, came, you decided to do something. You decided to come up with a solution. What, what was it that moved you? Well, the first and foremost, I love our people, brother. And what I mean by I love our people, uh, I was them 40 years ago. I went to the Federal uh, Bureau of Prisons. Remember, I did 23 years. I did 15 years in solitary confinement, not because I had any infractions, but they never seen a black man able to unite black, white, red, brown, and yellow, whether they was Ku Klux Klan, skinheads, Pisces, Serranos, the ones that they would say is, is the most criminally insane minds of the society. I was in 12 penitentiaries. I was in all seven parts or regions of the Bureau and did the same thing at every federal institution or penitentiary. Those institutions and penitentiaries was decent and safe place to live everywhere that I went. Now, this is the beautiful thing about me. I had and have 23 years of experience. That's why I goes in there with them guns. I don't give a damn about them guns. I goes in there. I'm not trying to tell them what to do. I'm going in there because I'm motivated by love. And then I establish a relationship with them. This is what I spend every day outside of my two jobs that I have in those communities because I know out of experience that our people could be helped because I was helped. Now, first and foremost, if you're going to diagnose it properly, our people are on an animalistic stage of development. And like an animal, an animal, an animal does not understand reason. An animal only understands pain. So you can't tell a lion stop as a lion is approaching you. The only thing that will stop that lion is pain. And our people are on that level. And once you understand that, do we know how to get them off that level and become human again? So this is why I say it is a cocktail of things. I spent 23 years in that place. The psychologists couldn't do it. They had to study me in that place. The wardens had to study me in that place. In the custody, meaning the captains and lieutenants, they couldn't believe it. So for me, this is why they're asking me all over the country, can you come in? And I'm naturally, I'm coming the thing for me is you can't do it all by yourself. And you mentioned the guy that said, lock him up. Yeah, because he don't have the solution. So the natural thing for him to say is lock them up because he don't know how to abstract out of our people the God that's buried under the rubbish of this world. 
And this is why, for me, I thank the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, because I heard a word coming out of that man's mouth that had life, light, and power that changed my life. Now, let me say this. A man that says that it cannot be done should not interrupt the man that is doing it. And if you don't think that it cannot be done, then get out of my way. Because that's where I'm at right now, because I'm not going to sit back and watch the death of our people, because no one is coming to help us. We are all that we need, so the solution has to come from us, to us, and for us. So the work that I'm doing, not only in Ward 8, because I hit Ward 8, and sometimes I got to go uptown, 14th and Clifton, 14th and Fairmont, 14th and Harvard, and then I got to double back down southwest on Half Street, then I got to double back over Northeast because I got to hit all the spots where they are killing because I have the gravitas and the influence to do it. But you just can't do it all by yourself. So we have a habit of making excuses. And what I have done, I start making excuses to do it. Now, last but not least, if a man can help himself and refuse to help himself, don't help him. Because a man that knows his purpose, don't waste time. Let me say that again. If a man can help himself and refuse to help himself, don't help him because there's something in his suffering that he enjoys. I'm going to say it again, bro. You can't help him. He has to help himself because there's something in his suffering that he enjoys. Because when you look mm. at it, he cares more about his getting high than his lodging. You see, so he's going to have to help himself before you can help him. And this is why the master said in Matthews, Mark, Luke, and John, is because of your faith you was healed. I'm the master. See, it was because of your faith, not mine. It's because of your faith. So we have to be the example and a light amongst our people and let them make the choice. Matter of fact, in the Holy Quran, chapter 13, verse 11, Allah says, he changes not a condition of his people till they change it themselves. So once the mindset of the people change, then naturally the attitude change, the behavior change, then the community change. So that's what we have to go to the etymology. We got to go to the root as a man thinketh, so is he. So if you think like a dog, you act like a dog. If you think like a criminal, you act like a criminal. But if you think like a human being, you act like a human being. And last but not least, you never seen an animal commit suicide. Animals don't commit suicide. So something is wrong. Bears don't commit suicide. Chickens don't commit suicide. Dogs don't commit suicide. But human beings are committing suicide because we're living in a world where we just cannot, for whatever reason, cope with a world that is most doubt, no doubt about it, is dying. And this is why I talked about the proper leadership. Right. Just on a seven minutes after the top, we have some real talk from uh, Brother Dyrell Muhammad. He's having an event in in D.C. and Ward 8 that stopped the crime. You know, one of the things that you said, the, the, the problem is our problem. So we are going to be the ones to come up with a solution. How can we get our people to understand that? Because the media tells them it's not our problem, that these uh, the people are doing this stuff. They're not you. They're different from you. They're, they're somehow different. When, in fact, <laughs> there are nephews, our cousins, or some of them are blood relatives. But somehow we, we feel like 
it's, they're, they're aliens, <laughs> you know, that we, they, they're doing this. Oh, they can't be, they, they can't be, like you said, they, they can't be humans. They must be animalistic. And some of the, the things that they're doing, it, it goes into that character as well. But these are our people. And the other folks don't care as long as we're killing each other, as, as I mentioned. That's why Neely Fuller is going to be here. They, they really don't care. So we have to solve this problem. So how do we get first, uh, Brother Darrell, to, to, to let our people understand that these, these young men, these young women out there, wilding out, these are our children. That's our future. So we've got to do something to, about that if we want to have a future as a race. How do we do that? First and foremost, we've got to get out. They're not going to school. If we expect them to come to a building, that's not happening. We're just prolonging the, uh, the problem. See, so the psychologist got to come out. I know it's uncomfortable, but you got to come out and truth be told, many of us are scared. Many of us are frightened of our own people. And I explained that to the church. Don't tell me that Jesus saves because he performed 37 miracles in the New Testament and he did it with a word. So I know how powerful that word is. But the word that you got, he saved you alone, but he can't save them. Because as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan taught us in the Nation of Islam, when you, when you are saved, then you can save. When you have been redeemed, then you can be a redeemer. And when you have been delivered, because our people need to be delivered, when you have been delivered, then you know how to deliver. So words are beautiful, but action is supreme. And this is why I kick the lead on it. If you want to go in the street, come on, let's go. Get behind me, let's go. I'm going to take you straight in there. But you got to keep going, but don't go in there with the mindset that you can get a few dollars from it because they're going to people that our young people are genius. We're just crazy as hell. And this is why James said a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Our people want to do right, but we're crazy as hell. So there's constant conflict coming out of their minds that needs to be addressed. But they, you have to approach them being sincere. So wherever we are, we have to just come out because they're not coming to the building. That's the reason that I teach the high intensity for C. Sosa. They can't deal with them at all. Before they send them back to jail, they give all of them to me. Once again, I work directly with Merrill Bowser, director for Mockup, the Montcurry. The people ain't going to them buildings like that. I go get those brothers and sisters that need housing, take them to his office. Jobs, I go get them, take them right straight to that building on Martin Luther King Avenue. I link them to mental health agencies, whether it's PNG, mental health agency, or umbrella that I know that's going to do the job and not play with our people. Meaning, in terms giving them a CSW, mean a community support worker, you're not going to sit in the office. I'm not going to allow myself to be used. That you can play with the, the, the sickness of our people and you get a job and just get a job and don't perform the duty and responsibility that you was paid for. So I got to vet people before I bring them to some people, because I'm not putting my name on that hypocrisy like that. But we got to get out, Brother Carl. We got to get out of the buildings. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, if, if, if 11 after the top there, I want you to tell us again, because it's no opposition day. It's going to be in Ward 8. Uh, when is it going to be? How can folks get more information? Okay, first and foremost, uh, they can go to safetymeasuresmatter.org. But the opposition day will be October the 14th, from 10 o'clock in the morning to 6 at night on 2101 Martin Luther King Jr. Avenue, right behind the big chair. Matter of fact, is in C. Sosa's parking lot. I mean, we did this in so much a record time that I couldn't get a permit for it because the branch chief from C. Sosa said, look, this has to happen. Do it in the parking lot because we're going to be there anyway. 
Why? Because the young people in that neighborhood, they ready. What I mean by they ready, I've been canvassing that neighborhood for the last probably eight months. And they want to stop doing what they're doing. This going to be, once again, a young person's program. And we just need to sit back and support them because that's what they feel like nobody is supporting. So we're going to let young people speak to young people. You know, so the thing for me is uh, we're still raising money for it because naturally it takes money to do that. I got to pay for the stage. I got to pay. We got three go-go bands. I'm trying to feed 500 people. I'm trying to get the moon bounce for the babies. And, of course, it takes money. This is why I don't ask the government for nothing. I raise the money from the people because I got to be free to say what I'm going to say because I'm going to say it. I'm not going to let nobody muzzle me. So the thing for me is is to keep representing our people to the best of my ability. I'm not waiting on nobody. Enough right. is enough. You're right. We got to stop the killing. So how can folks, if they want to help, if people listen around the country, if they want to help you, Brother Dyrell, what do they have to do? You have an email address or something? Yes, I got the, the safetymeasuresmatter.org. They can go on safetymeasuresmatter.org. Uh, it's a 501C, ain't no doubt about it, and get all the information that they need. But more importantly, my telephone number is 202-274-0441. One more time. 202-274-0441. All right. And if you can get that number, just call us here. We'll have that number for you uh, for uh, Daryl Muhammad, let's, let's try to stop the shootings, folks. It's because again, family, it's our, these are our children that are doing it. These are our young people. It's our problem, and we've got to solve it as a family. So this, that's where we're at. Because the other folks, they don't care. They love to see it going taking place. So, brother Dyrell, thank you, thank you, thank you for stepping up, brother. I think we must have lost him. Anyway, we've got to move, get caught up on the latest traffic and weather. Chairman Fred is standing by. We'll get with him next as well at 14 after the top. I'll be back here in four minutes right here on, in, in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. Also in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL, where information is power. Good morning again, family. 21 minutes after the top of the hour. Chairman Fred has joined us this morning. Good morning, Chairman Fred. Free them all. Good, free them all. Good morning, my brother. Free them all. Good morning. Yes, indeed. Good to hear your voice. Good to be on. Yeah. What's going on in, in Chi Town with, with the Black Panthers? Oh, well, let me, let me uh, preface with this. One of the um, major um, obstacles was a situation that we had to, uh, we had to deal with uh, uh, with the movie um, Judas and Black Messiah. We, we, uh, we had to do so much. We had to do an intensive damage control. There was so much misinformation that, that we had to come to clean up. And one of the things that came out, you know, uh, through a lot of struggles we had on the movie set was that later on that they said was 76% of the information that was put out about the Black Panther Party had actually, you know, had, had been distributed intentionally by, by the federal government. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 that's a country that we, we, we continuously have to deal with. You know, I can't tell you how many times, how many situations where I've been throughout, you know, throughout the country or throughout the world, but um, different locations. Um, where people had misinformation about, you know, some the work of the Black Panther Party or the present day work that we, that we engaged in the Black Panther Party clubs. Uh, one, I, one case, just off the top of my head, situation, a young lady had contacted us and said something to the effect that she had donated some money to some group called uh, the, Fred, uh, uh, the Fred Hampton Gun Club. And I said, we're not familiar with that. And she said, well, yeah, I donated some money. 
So it's a it's a continuous battle in regards to uh, protecting and respecting and, uh, and not neglecting the legacy back in the party. And and, and one of the uh, aspects of the attack uh, is not just the physical, not just the actual uh, bullets uh, in regards to assassinations and political imprisonment, but even uh, again the misinformation. So um, cut to the chase. The situation now, as we speak, it was brought to our attention that the uh, Illinois uh, a land, uh, the landmark division, not, 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 not the state of Illinois, but the city of Chicago, over on the hearing this morning or this afternoon in regards to um, commission on commission on landmarks, in which we uh, commission on landmarks, acknowledging through um, a group that we haven't validated, uh, a so-called Illinois history of the Black Panther Party, giving sanctioning them to. Um, uh, landmark status for, for, for um, the locations of the uh, Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party, and so to some people this might not this may, this may not be a big thing, but again you, you see how the lot of discussion about the critical race theory, how an attempt to attempt you know to continue you know uh, wipe out history. Uh, another analogy I, I, I relate to is what Malcolm X talked about the uh, historical march on Washington, a tactic that the system utilizes is that. It was initially an agenda from the masses of people, you know, saying that like even this, uh, uh, similar to like today, we fought to, to, uh, to maintain get this history of the Black Panther Party out when it was out of public discussion, when the system tried to, you know, try to straight out stop, stop us from doing this. And they, and, uh, uh, they were successful with that. Their next tactic, as Malcolm said, was to say, okay, well, let's, system says, well, let's co opt it, let's water it down, change it, make it something to be. And so, so we're we're in the process of challenging this now. It's a, it's never ending. Like you said, Jim Frick, you know, what I'm saying you just you just came off the heels of this phenomenal move of the day being acknowledged as Chairman Frick on the day, uh, the different uh, landmark status. Sit back, relax, and take this take this victory in. But the deal is, we can never let our guards down. Never let our guards down. In fact, it's an old saying they say, well, more, more, some people say, more more money, more problems. We say more progress, more problems. Because it's, it's, it's a continuous attempt, again, to either wipe it out or get the water, water it down. So this is something we're dealing with as we speak uh, today. All right, 25 at the top of the hour. COINTELPRO was, was in full effect when, when your dad was around. And I know you know that COINTELPRO, probably under a different name, but it's still being operated. How, how do we, how do we uh, figure that out? How do we recognize who's, who's, who, what? You know, because you mentioned people are coming in there and, and trying to disrupt and use your name and copyright your image and all that kind of stuff. How do we recognize that, though? How there's people that the lady who said she donated to that club that bears your name. How how could she recognize that that was a fake? I well, a conversation with an uh, um, individual uh, a few days ago. We had the same we, the same question came up. Life is full of things to manage: your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? 
I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller. I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Theory and practice. You know what I'm saying? Again, you, uh, it's an old saying. I know, uh, you have to be able to tell us, is it live with Memorex? It was a commercial, a commercial they had, where they had the Ella Fitzgerald come out and she do this song. And they said, can you tell if this, if this is a, a tape, a cassette tape from Memorex tape, or this is an actual live performance? You, I, we, our people have to be able to develop our political muscle because a lot of times we can say, well, this person had on a black leather jacket, or this person said this term, or they know this person. But the deal is, you, our political muscle, you know, has to be, I mean, it has to be uh, tightened up. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we have to be able to pick up on authenticity because this, this system is extremely Machiavellian. I mean, and, and it, it's, it's, it's like a coronavirus. It's, it's, it's constantly evolving. It, it, muta- it comes in different mutations. As soon as you get one cure for it, you say, well, can I recognize this? Let's, take, you know, let's, take, let's, let's deal with this here. Let's uh, deal with this, this, this form of coronavirus. It adapts. It assesses. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's ongoing. So it's not a, a position where you say, well, we can rest on our laurels now. The people have been educated to recognize this is what the Black Panther Party is. But they, we, we, have, we have to str- struggle for structure also. You know, that, you know, a lot of times our people have been told, well, you know, to be anti-structure, so the system, the same system that knows the importance of that, they they tell us that. But we have to we have to, uh, struggle for structure to be able to pick up on different telltale signs. So wait a minute. And and one of the, the aspects of Chicago, one of the um, characteristics of it, one of uh, its pros and cons about being one of the top seg- top segregated city in the country. Also, you able to there's a even if it's differences, you have to pick up. No, that's the actual nation of Islam. Or you know what I'm saying? Or, uh, 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 that, that's the AME Church. You know what I'm saying? There's, not, you know, there's, there's certain dynamics. So even with the, the street organizations, one of America's policies is to create chaos and then restore order. There's a, there's a vagueness. You know what I'm saying? But when you're under attack, uh, people must come to get. Like, I mean, you've seen positions in North Korea with uh, when, when, when U.S. Uh, uh, aggression against North Korea. They had to make take a position. Wait a minute. That's South Korea. This is North Korea. You've seen in Vietnam. You know, say, the, the people to say, wait a minute, this, this, this the distinguish. It wasn't this blanket, um, abstract, um, race nationalism assessment. We all black people. We want the same thing. You can't come with that sort of elementary assessment. You, you know, what I'm saying you, cause we, we look back. You know, some situations where where the government would have mem- uh, members dress up. I mean, literally dress up like it was the Black Panther Party and you know, uh, 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 engaging activities. In fact, uh, I, I see. You know, not only was the Black Panther Party not giving credit for a lot of his contributions. It was a lot of, to this day, people talk to me about situations that was not the Black Panther Party. You'll be surprised even to this day, people who, people, they name certain people and they get up, they say, well, I thought this person was a member of the Black Panther Party. I said, no, that, that's, we have to develop our political muscles and say, wait a minute, we can't have an elementary assessment of just, well, this person had this, the, the, what the government said. I said, in fact, that's really, you need to be extra guards up and say, wait a minute, it's checks and balances, checks and balances. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's and through the theory and through the practice, there's a certain politic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, with the Black Panther Party, and also look for look for forces who pop up. As the saying, I, we say well, a lot of people are black when it's play. They are black when it's beneficial. Uh, play Panther when it's profitable, and you know what I'm saying. And clubs when it's comfortable. So you look at those who you know who who's around under contested conditions. You know what? In fact, 
They said, even we, uh, one of the struggles we have, another, another struggle we had in regards on a movie set, we had to do damage control to, to clear up the, uh, the incorrect narrative that William O'Neill, he was never Chairman Fred's security. And it was, though the, 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 he was in the, uh, in the Black Panther Party, but Chairman Fred made it clear he was never in security. That, you know what I'm saying? There, there are certain things that people in the community pick up on and say, wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? This, it also your gut feeling. Something you, you have people that do the times called engage in murder mouth, they pop up at certain times. You know what I'm saying? So, so the, your gut feeling, but also we look, look at uh, historical analysis. You know what I'm saying? There are certain common consistencies that this system is utilized when the tackles were on, on, on the plant, uh, on, during the era of child slavery, throughout our movements. You know, so you go back and you say, wait, when do certain, certain, certain situations happen? You look, look at the attack on Marcus Garvey and the UNIA. You say, wait a minute, when did this, this mismanagement of funds, you know say when these different contradictions occur? And you look around and see which forces around there. And we also have to combat liberalism. In other words, I tell them we, we, well, we don't want to acknowledge this, so on and so forth. And sometimes it can, you can be in a question, well, is this a nefarious intent or is it naivety? And, or, or is this a straight-out state or someone just being stupid? It could be a combination of both. In fact, one of the Chairman Freya Hampton's quotes was, quotes was that, some of, these, some of these people are just stupid. Some of them are agents. But if I figure out which one they are, I'll be in a penitentiary graveyard. So something, something we can't even afford the luxury to figure out, is it a mistake or is it a concerted cornetail pro? Whatever the case may be, you just say, wait a minute. This is, this is, this is a line. This is, this is a position. This is the way the nation of Islam operates. This is where the Black Panther Party operates. Someone's moving contradictory to that. These are some of the telltale signs. 29 away from the top there with Chairman Fred Hampton and discussing some of the issues with the Black Panther Party. Uh, let me ask you this, though, Chairman Fred, with the advent of AI, artificial intelligence, are you concerned that because right now they can they can clone you, your voice, and yes. and you will say some things that you um, people who know you say that Chairman Fred didn't say that and they'll pull up a, a, a YouTube and say, yeah, he's on YouTube. This is what he said. Are you concerned that because you are a public figure you're out there, people have seen you. They, you know, is is that something that's always in the back of your mind? Great question, and I just you know to something. Actually, <laughs> uh, someone just bring bring this uh, bring this to my attention. It was, and this is uh, showing me some different dynamics that they have already in regards to this AI, this artificial intelligence, and. There was a lot of discussion in the music industry. People, uh, they were talking. People, someone in the music industry. Well, uh, why are they getting rid of a lot of these rappers? These pres- these rappers are mysteriously coming up murder. They get rid of them, and they were talking about well, a lot of these. Uh, they say, well, they don't need them a lot, a lot of these rappers anymore. They have an artificial intelligence. That they can take certain things from them, and they can duplicate these uh, droids, or whatever these, uh, these images, and have them sound just like them. In fact, this this is this can be this is a major um, factor in regards to uh, the writer strike. Well, or the system, uh, the movie industry is positioned that well, they don't even need certain actors or writers anymore. They say because in regards to this artificial intelligence, this technology, and one thing I, um, I pride, we pride ourselves on is our authenticity and our uniqueness with our work. That's a, that's, that's the, this goes back to our point earlier about in regards to our people, how our political muscle to be to pick up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, certain dynamics. You know what I'm saying? Because though they though this though. The technology is, is oh, it's, it's far advanced that, that I can even articulate. You know, say how they're able to re, uh, take certain people's uh, uh, voice so on and so forth. In fact, one 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 brother uh, on uh, social media is coming. say, "You're concerned about this artist Drake and uh, uh, artificial intelligence." He said, "I'm concerned about my child, my, my home." He said, "He was." He said, 
I'm concerned someone can call my daughter and, and, uh, and use my voice and say, open the door, I'm coming in. And with, with this artificial intelligence. He said, that's the concern I have. And I was in, in, in opposition again, with, in regards to our movements, our history, you, this, this, is a, uh, this, this is a day and age when people have, you know, some, all, uh, for lack of a better term, smartphones and a lot of dumb people. And people can, you know, and so this artificial intelligence, it, it, it far, it's, it's, it's far, it's far more advanced than a lot of people's actual, uh, actual intelligence. And that's, and, and, and that's, that's a, that's a major hit. And not too many people can, they, uh, they lay back, they, they, they get comfortable or not taking certain things, you know what I'm saying, uh, taking things for granted with, with, um, the, the uh, smartphone to do this, you know what I'm saying? Even uh, our memory, like, uh, even, uh, I'm guilty of this. You, you, oh, early, as a child, you can remember certain phone numbers, the what number to call if you, you're in danger, a child. Now, everything, you re- this whole technology, people, you, you're relying on it. And then you have a generation, that's the the first, that's the first nipple that, that, uh, that they've come into contact with. There's no frame of reference of actual uh, utilizing dialectical materialism. In other words, common sense and logic to say, wait a minute, this can't be the Black Panther Party. In other words, this this can't be my mother. This can't be my father. My, 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 right. my, my, Hold that thought there, Chairman Fred. I'm going to let you expound on that when we when we come back. But we've got to take a short break here and check the news traffic and weather in our different cities. We're 26 minutes away from the top there with Chairman Fred. Folks, you want to speak to the chairman, reach out to us at 800-450-7876. Your phone calls in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. Also in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 at AM 1450 WOLB. Or information is power. And good morning again, family. 19 minutes away from the top of the hour, our guest, Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. I'd like to speak to the chairman. Hit us up at 800 450 7876. Before we go back to him, though, let me just uh, give a shout out to Professor James Small. He's got some health challenges. Professor Small, uh, you know, spoke to him. So he says he's on the men. So I spoke to him yesterday. And those of you who know Professor Small, just hit him up and, you know, offer him some love, some light, some positive energy, or some prayers. Also, uh, we've got to sh- uh, do this for our folks down in Richmond, Virginia. As you know, our company's building a resort down there. It's going to create uh, thousands of jobs for our people. And Senator Tim Kaine, the one we helped elect, we had him on here several times. He's been speaking out against it. He's surprised that so many called his folks called his phone his offices yesterday. Well, you call him again today if you he haven't done so already. 202-224-4024. That's his Washington, D.C. office. And his office in Fredericksburg is 540-369-7667. Tell him to let our people go. We want to work. You know, so his opposition to this resort. He's, he's, hopefully he'll drop that. Later this morning, uh, Neely Fuller Jr. will join us right after Chairman Fred. Neely Fuller's uh, got a birthday tomorrow, so uh, call him up, wish him happy birthday. Better yet, better yet, buy his book to <laughs> celebrate his birthday. And tomorrow's Friday, we'll give you another chance to free your mind, think for yourself, reach out to us in our Open Phone Friday program. We start promptly at 6 a.m. Eastern Time right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. Also in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL. So, Chairman Fred, this this AI, this artificial technology this stuff is really, really interesting. It's really serious, you know. So for our folks who are listening, and I see somebody who say, hey, look what Chairman Fred sounded like Clarence Thomas. You know, when you hear that, first of all, what should you do? Because we know you're not going to roll like that. Definitely, um, you got you. You have to. Um, I, I just thought about. Uh, well, first, let me just announce this. One to just also uh, reiterate you said right in regards to President James Smalls. Keep on our minds and hearts, and I want to give a, a, a couple of phone numbers out also in regards to this issue. But um, 
again, our political muscle, I think about the situations in like, uh, international cases that there was uh, in El Salvador, I forget what, what, uh, exactly what, what year it was, there was some, um, an, an important election occurring. And uh, there were, one of the uh, candidates was, was progressive, you know, saying the people were backing them. And what the, what the U.S. had did was they actually got a couple of individuals with the same exact name, last name was the progressive individual. So people had to say, wait a minute, we have to be make sure we go we, we the right candidate. You know, they had the same names. And that, 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 so, so it, can get, it got so intense that people, they had to really make sure they did their homework. So wait a minute, let's, let's make sure we be on point. We can look at uh, cases uh, domestically here. Uh, one of the things in Chicago, L.A., and other places, a lot of people talk about the, um, the gang violence, so on and so forth. There are so many cases where they talk about how um, law enforcement, the police, had dressed up like one particular street street organization, and did drive-bys on other. You know, what I'm saying this, this is one of the aspects of the infamous uh, Woodlawn experiments, where they say, like, the, at the time in Chicago, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the then Devil Disciples, they were wearing black hats with white, like a white tied around or wrapping tied around, and the uh, uh, some of the police had dressed like the Devil Disciples and did drive-bys on some of the Stones headquarters. This this created a, uh, this aided in the crime epidemic, where the property value uh, was decreased and went down, and entities uh, such as University of Chicago et cetera, they didn't get their property. And, and what other exa- another example in regards to the Black Panther Party, though it was it was kind of touched you no know, touched on in regard in the movie Judas and the Black Messiah, the actual the actual letters they that people refer to as the Uncle Sam letters or the Brown Bag letters. We look in Los Angeles, you know, what I'm saying how different. Um, Posters and flyers were put up saying, well, uh, I'm, "I'm with the United Slaves, Vice Diversity, Black Panther Party." And, you know, and again, some in some entities, some individuals were um, um, uh, complicit with these crimes. But again, with the, like, who pulls the strings? And we look at Chicago. You know, send the letters with. You know, uh, there were some people uh, that seen it as comical. The letters that the uh, government had authored and uh, sent to the members of Blackstone Rangers. Unless uh, they they they, they, tried, they sent the chairman for the Black Panther Party, and there's a scene in the movie that shows that where like even the language we you know saying we the language and you know saying it's it, old saying you know often um uh duplicated never imitated uh, uh, excuse me, often imitated never duplicated, and there are certain certain telltale signs that we, that we have to always be, be be on point for. But again, this is a Machiavellian a Machiavellian system. They, I mean, you know, you know, we look at it was I just watched the piece before this is we talking way prior. Before AI, you look at uh, this brother named Otis. I can't remember his last name. How Elvis Presley, as as an individual, how he stole. I mean, like literally. I mean, I knew about the stories about you know Chuck Berry, Big Mama Thornton, so on and so forth. But this brother Otis, I can't recall his name. This this this, this black uh, artist, he considered Elvis Presley a friend. I mean, Elvis Presley literally. I mean, everything from his. I mean, the the, the breathing, the the, the 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 way he moves his hips. I mean. Like, like, literally stole it. So this is this theft is something that's. I mean, we uh, 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 look at Bo Derek with the with the brains in our hair. This theft is something that's been incurred. You're saying with our, our, our with our people in regards to our music, our, our body structure. This has been occurring before AI, before uh, uh, um, uh, 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 implants, what, what have you. But this 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 ups the ante in regards to the artificial intelligence. But it, historically. You look at wars and so you in fact that was one of the, the, the usages that they had for uh uh uh, uh Luke, Lucky Luciano. You know what I'm saying? Not only domestically you know, guys to help them flood the black people with drugs, but when they when they went was going to Mussolini Mussolini in Italy, 
Luciano, they, they, they had to grab certain individuals from Italian, from the, from the Italian community to utilize that. We look at the, the uh, indigenous community. They, you know, say the, the Boston Tea Party. The Boston Tea Party. This is when the U.S. colonialists had dressed up like the natives, the indigenous people, and just say they would fight the challenges with this taxation without representation. They're going against the crown, going against England, but they had dressed up like indigenous people. So this is a historical tactic. Oh, you know, say, of, of, so they can throw a rock and have their hands. Right. And that's why we got to become critical thinkers. We got to figure this yeah. stuff out. And, you know, when people say something or tell you something about somebody or they, or they heard or they saw on the Internet, yeah. you got to check it out for yourself and, and make your own decisions. And that's what we try to do here. We don't tell people who to love, who to like, who to vote yeah. for, who to support. We just try to give the facts. And, and then because we, we know you're smart enough to make up your own mind once you hear the facts. And, and that's and that's what we try to do here. So I'm glad you share that with, with us, uh, Chairman Fred. But we we'll go back to O'Neill. And in, in the movie, how close was his role in the movie to what happened in, in real life? The movie, the, actually, the movie was actually more actual information that got put in there, uh, as opposed to uh, a lot of these bogus, unauthorized books that have been put out. And of course, you can't get the you know the whole you know you can't get a hundred percent of information in, uh, in there. In fact, well, um, I was discussing someone recently in regards to our we disagree with the fact that um, opposition was that William O'Neill did not commit suicide. Uh, the, the, you know, his, uh, the, 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 um, the state that took him out. Because I think even individual, his uh, uncle, the, the house that he supposedly uh, left when he when he, when he, when he was allegedly, when they supposedly ran on the highway, that same uncle supposedly later also, he supposedly committed quote-unquote suicide. I mean, look at these coincidences, you know. So uh, this, so, the, the, so there, were, there were some contradictions. However, it, there was, there's so much, the people that do, again, critical analysis. Go back and look at, when the majority of William O'Neill's uh, tactics, uh, when he really got down, and you look at it, it's when Chairman Fred was in, when he was in prison, when Chairman Fred was locked up. You know, so so that so there's a lot of it's, it's, I, I, we we recommend people go watch Judas and Black Messiah if they haven't seen it. Go back in, and there's uh, there, there's so many. Uh, of course, that you, you you have to take it. You know, what I'm saying and, uh, and do some do some uh, critical analysis. But again, it's a template. It, it, like I just said, for that, that for example, that uh, scene where. Um, the Panthers had, uh, came to the Crown's headquarters. Yeah, that, it, it, that, it, it depicted the Crown's with the newspaper clipping, but it, uh, it actually, you know, since situation with uh, uh, with the U.S. government, since the Blackstone Rangers, the letters. So, that, so again, it's not it's not ABC for you. So you, you, you people have to again tighten their political muscle. But it's, it's a lot of great information uh, uh, in, in, in the movie. We were able to you know, get a dream team and put a lot of. Um, Panther Cub peels and applesauce, you know, saying in regards to it. Ten away from the top. So, Chairman, what, what was your mom feeling about the movie? Was she, was she pleased with it? Because I'm, I'm sure a lot of the scenes in there, she, she probably knew. She was there. So how did, how did she sum it up? Well, you know, actually, uh, we, um, it's, my, it's my A1 from day one, my, my mother, my comrade. We, we were actually on the, on the set. We had, a lot, you know, uh, there was a lot of struggles, and uh, in fact, um, the December fourth, they actually, ironically, that scene, the assassination scene, was filmed December the fourth, and she was right there on the set. And, you know, even with um, Dominique Fishback, you know, seeing different different details, like pick up, like making, like her, you know, her position when when she was not, you know, she, uh, no, no, uh, not crying in front of the police. You know, what I'm saying there's certain dynamics that. That's in there that you can pick up. That you can even the characteristics of Brother Daniel Kaluuya, portraying Chairman Fred. There's certain things that, that you can pick up that they actually had people on the set. Again, my, my, my mother was a cultural expert. 
as opposed to say, for example, the, the movie uh, Chicago Seven, where you could there was a, there was no contact with the individual who they, who they have a transgender friend, and different things from the you could see the inaccuracies with the wardrobe, you could see the inaccuracies with the tone, with the body language. There are certain things that no, that's not they they, they didn't talk to nobody in the Black Panther Party. You, you know what I'm saying? So it was. So we, we 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 were on the set, and again, well, we say a revolutionary is never never satisfied. So you know what I'm saying. But however, we you know what I'm saying. We we, uh, we it was it was a we have no regrets. It was a great you know what I'm saying. It was uh, we held our line. It was a lot of struggles. We still have a relationship. With, uh, the, the the dream team. It's like uh, the director Shaka King. He just came uh, to Chicago for this past uh, uh, August 30th uh, for Chairman Fred's Peace Party, and we still have an ongoing relationship with these forces and. Uh, that's a discussion for some, for some follow up, but um, yeah. So it was. It's, it's, it's and, and we come up on a break. Well, I got to ask you this though: Was it painful for your mom to watch the shooting, the assassination scene? I think even with myself, I think um, the thing was therapeutic. You know, like the things came out that we that we weren't even aware of. In fact, it was later on after the movie that it came to me and her attention. We were talking shortly after the movie. It didn't dawn on being hurt that to this very day. Me and her, to this very day, we wake up at 4.30, approximately 4.30 a.m. every morning. This, this, the movie helped bring this out. So it was, it was, it was, it was hard-hitting, H-A-R-D and H-E-A-R-T, hard-hitting. However, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was there were conversations that are still happening now, you know what I'm saying, that came out. But like I said, even that, 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 that sticks out of my mind that we, that we, to this day, uh, at approximately 4.30 a.m. In, in the morning, and for those, for the listeners, uh, that, that that the significance of that is the assassination, the, the raid. They came at approximately 4:35, 4:30, a.m. in the morning uh, to 23:37 West Mount Road with the assassination of Chairman Fred and Defense Secretary Mark Clark. Oh wow! Hold that thought right there. We got to take a short break and check the traffic and weather in our different cities. The news for our listeners in Baltimore. When we come back. Give us those phone numbers that you want folks to uh, dial into. Folks, uh, our, our guest is Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. You want to join this conversation with him? Hit us up at eight hundred four five zero seventy eight seventy six. Your phone calls in four minutes right here in Baltimore on ten ten W O L B. Also in the DMV, we're on FM ninety five point nine and AM fourteen fifty W O L. With information. His power. And good morning again, family. Ended after the top of the hour. Momentarily, we speak with Needy Fuller Jr., but let's wrap up with Chairman Fred. Chairman Fred, you said he had some phone numbers you want to share with us? Yes, indeed. Let me also add this. I know we're on, on time, time going down to closing. Uh, those are ugly part uh, of history, and as well as in present day. I tend to objectively study every, you know, everything in regards to um, history, the good, the bad, and the ugly. During the era of the uh, height of the era, the crack, the crack period, you know, uh, I say height because it's still not over. Um, you would hear people like who, you know, who were demoralized. You don't say they were dope fiends, strawberries. You refer to them as being demoralized. They, um, they had this term called dummy bags, and you know, I said, well, what, is, what are dummy bags? And they were talking about like how people were, you know, saying were dying from uh, like some 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 so-called hustlers were giving them, selling them drywall as opposed to actual actual crack cocaine. And you had people that was engaged; they was they can pick up on it. Said, no, that's not the real crack cocaine. That's a dummy bag. And, and they, they can they look they, they even even though they 
they had they were they were addicted. They did get something. They could still pick up and say, no, that's not crack coke. That's a dummy bag. In other words, people can't people can't go for dummy bags. I don't. It, can, it may look like it. it may, so people have to really cross their t's and dot their eyes regardless of this legacy. Ask critical analysis. Ask certain basic questions. There's basic questions. You know what I'm saying? Like said earlier, we don't want to tell people say, okay, no. We don't, you know what I'm Ask basic questions. They can call in to the acting commissioner of the landmark, uh, uh, landmark of the city of Chicago, 312-744-4190. Ask some basic questions. Where does this come from? Who's validating this? And you'll be surprised, you know, like, you know, who, you know, how, how much of you know, how much how much can be exposed? I give a biblical reference also. Who what interest does it serve? The old biblical reference with King, the, the two ladies were claiming the baby. King Solomon said in his wisdom, "Okay, I tell you what, we're going to cut the baby in half to see you know who." And one lady said, "Okay, I'm cool with it." Another said, "No, I love this baby so much that she has stepped back." This helped expose some contradictions. That's heightened the contradictions. Who's what in what characters? A lot of times you see a consistency of the same characters. You know, and I just want to say one more point. This this is kind of different, but same subject. In regards with the assassinations, I stress that term of Tupac Amar Shakur. They the system will give you one person a fall guy. See, this is the, the, the you look do some critical analysis in regards to not only the Black Panther Party, the offspring of the Black Panther Party. This legacy is still under attack. Again, critical analysis. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You know, what you, what you said, Chairman Fred, uh, exactly what uh, Neely Fuller Jr. has been trying to tell us. Ask questions. Ask questions. You know, the, the, and it's critical because we'll, we'll accept people will tell us something. They'll, tell, they'll say, hey, you know, this person's this way and this person's that way or that happened or this happened. And you just, you just roll with it instead of, saying, well, let me ask him. <laughs> you know, let me ask, the, let me ask somebody to find out. They don't check it out. So, you know, I, I've, I've, I've got to thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, so what's next for you, uh, Chairman Fred? Before we let you go, I was supposed. I actually was supposed to be in Mississippi uh, today in regards to another case, and I think uh, Ohio. But again, I got to move on a political pivot. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, they say they say, Chairman, you got to be you got to be back, kid. I I, I was in, I just came back from Montgomery, Alabama, and I was down there with, with the mother Lakeith Smith, and I was literally set about to meet with the brother who they refer to as the chairman, excuse me, the chairman, the brother who was the folding chair uh at this a riverboat in Montgomery, Alabama. I was, uh, was supposed to be with him and also the brother he called Aquaman when was uh at the riverboat. But I literally had to leave to get back to Chicago once we got worried about this. I gotta be on a political pivot. I live out of suitcase, so you know what I'm saying when duty calls, I'm I'm on deck. <laughs> I got I gotta move around. All right, Chairman Fred, yeah, keep us in the loop and say hi to your mom. I definitely will. All no, right. No. That's Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. Free them all, Chairman Fred. Free them all. All right. Four after the top of the hour. Neely Fuller Jr., good morning. How are you feeling, sir? 
Good morning. Morning. Uh, can you repeat that for us again? How you feeling? Good morning. I'm still learning. That's how I feel. Well, that's good. <laughs> that is excellent. Glad. And by the way, happy birthday tomorrow when he comes along. You know, we're just ha- having this discussion with, with uh, Chairman Fred. And I, and I was telling him what you, you've been telling us all along. We, we need to ask questions. And it's, it's crucial to ask questions. But I have a question to ask you because people have been asking me this question, you know, and it concerns us. Why is why so difficult for us to forgive or to really have, you know, have relations, strong relations with, with each other, but yet still we have, we'll, we'll take the word of the oppressor over a, a black person. Why are we always attacking each other? That, uh, I'm trying to figure out, put it in words out there. Somebody sent me this tweet to, to ask you a, a couple of days ago when they heard that you were coming on. Why is it so easy for us to attack each other, each other and not the, the oppressor? Why, why is it so easy? Can you explain that for our audience? We don't have enough answers to enough questions. Because the questions are not being asked. That's what I, you know, after thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it, because I was asking the same question. All problems, without exception, are solved through the process of questions and answers. Black people have been taught, you know, and I was taught it by a number of people at an early age. Shut up, boy. Ask too many questions. Well, now, the formula of the entire universe, if you're going to accomplish anything, is universal. And that is endless questions and answers. How many questions? Thousands. Millions. This is how all things that are successful are done. Someone once looked at the moon and said, what is that? That's a question. What is that thing up there? And then somebody else standing next to him would say, I don't know. Say, well, does anybody know? And then they ask that, and then they go on and on and on, and they do that for thousands of years. And eventually, somebody did what? As far as I know, if it's true, and I believe it is, somebody's landing on the moon and then taking off from the moon and getting back from where they started. But it started off with a question. What is that? And then after a thousand years, somebody say, is it possible to get there? And then a hundred years passes and somebody says, well, is it possible to get there and come back? And then somebody says, well, why would you go in the first place? And then somebody would say, well, I'm a scientist and I just like to find out if there's anything up there that I can use, because we're running out of things to use here to solve our problem. And that's the reason. And then somebody gets to, thinks about it and thinks about it and thinks about it for another thousand years, 
But you can speed up the question. And black people should be asking endless questions. We should get out of that habit that is kind of ingrained in us that let somebody else figure it out, whatever it is. I ain't got time for figuring things out. I ain't got time to think about nothing. Now, thinking is difficult. They're talking about schools. I'm tired of schools. Ain't solving my problem. What do you do in a school? You ask questions. That's the whole purpose for going. What do you do on a radio program like this one? Questions and answers. Questions and answers. Questions and answers. In my opinion, based on logic, I hope, black people should be fanatical. From the time we get up in the morning to the time we go to bed at night, and even in our dreams, we should be asking questions and not coming off, backing away or fading away with those questions until we get answers. Because the answers are somewhere in the universe. That every question, and the first answer to most questions is automatic, but it doesn't, shouldn't disappoint. And what is that, the most common answer to questions? I don't know. Well, you're not supposed to know until you find out. But that's the first step toward finding out. You have to ask, and somebody's going to try to answer, because that's the nature of the universe. In fact, I have a theory. I, am, I don't know if it's true or not. And I came up with the theory by asking that question. How do questions get answered? When you ask an empty sky, well, you know, what... Where where is the answers of my my problems? I got a problem. Where can I get the answer? Well, the nature of the universe. That's the conclusion I came to. Is that if you ask a question, now I don't have any proof of this, and I haven't heard anybody say it. But I've asked questions over and over again, and I say, well, where'd the answers really come from? From Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs asked some questions. And the next thing you know, he started getting answers from somewhere. And that's how he wound up being a unique person. And a lot of people, you know, the Wright Brothers, it just goes on and on and on. Martin Luther King, Marcus Garvey. I'm quite sure that they were people who asked questions. Fannie Lou Hamer. Uh, Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman probably looked up one day and just said at some point, from what she did, said, does it have to be like this? 
Am I going to be a slave forever and all my children and children's children? And this is just, and she says, to herself, I think. That's just my guess. The evidence kind of shows it. That she says to herself, because you talk to yourself first when you ask questions. She says, I think it don't have to be like this. She had to make that decision in answering the question to herself, that first step. Because the answer to the question probably came from where answers come from, the creator of the universe. And I have a theory, and that theory is that whoever asks a question, the answer starts coming, gravitating, sometimes slowly, toward the source of the question. Right. And hold that thought right there, Mr. Fuller. we got to take a quick break. I will get into that. I'll let you expound on that. And also, Austin out in Cleveland has a question. So, you know, a question has a question for you. Folks, I guess he's Neely Fuller Jr. Call up a couple of friends and tell them that Neely Fuller Jr. is on the radio. They will thank you. If you don't understand how the system of racism, white supremacy works, you got to listen very, very keenly because he uses logic to prove his points. As I mentioned, we got the traffic and weather coming up in our different cities. We'll be back in four minutes, though, right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. Also, in the DMV on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power. Twenty-one minutes after the top of the hour. Thank you, Stephen. Happy birthday to you, Mr. Neely Fuller. You are a, a national treasure in our community, explaining the system of racism, white supremacy. And, and some folks, if you didn't get it the first time you heard it, don't don't be alarmed. Don't don't panic because it takes a while for you to understand it. Because once you get it, you're gonna it's gonna be like a, a eureka moment. Wow, that's what uh, Mr. Fuller and and, and sometimes uh, Dr. Wilson were talking about: racism, white the system of racism, white supremacy. And you, and if you figure out that, you'll understand why we're in the position we are and what we can do about it. it, it it's all right there in how he lays it out. But he uses logic, and I, I gotta confess, the first time I heard, it, I didn't get it. it. Took me two or three times to get it, but now I understand it. And I understand why. You, you'll understand why our people are attacking each other, why are we shooting each other, what we need to do. It's all in that book. So here's what I want you to do, family. Uh, pick up that book at, at Mr. Fuller's birthday. Pick up that book. And if you have it already, pick it up and give it to somebody else. Because so you, you can tell a person doesn't understand how the system of racism and white supremacy works. You know, you can tell that once you understand, once you figure it out, you can tell the, the other person who hasn't figured it out. So do that for us at 22 after the top of the hour. Anyway, on line two, Austin, you're talking about questions. Austin in Cleveland has a question for you, Mr. Fuller. Good morning, Austin. Hey, good morning, Mr. Fuller. Good morning, Mr. Nelson. Thank you all for taking my call. Um, Mr. Fuller, I had a question for you um, about the usage of profanity. I wanted to ask you, Mr. Fuller, given the fact that you're 93 years old, and um, according to the code, of course, you'll be 94 on your birthday. Um, outside of radio, do you ever struggle with the usage of profanity? And if so, how do you deal with it um, according to logic and really just being scientific and mathematical? Thanks, Austin. Profanity. Go ahead, Austin. Profanity. Yes. yes, sir. Profanity. You ask questions. 
You hear somebody say something, and you simply ask them if you know them well enough, or familiar with them, where you don't, they won't instantly respond with hostility. You just say, you know, uh, for example, the person's name is William. You say, William, why do you use profanity? And he might ask you a question. What's profanity? And say those curse words. I mean, like you angry about something. And don't try to answer for the person. That's always a mistake. Always. Because if you do that, the person is resistant thinking anyway. They're not thinking about your question. The first reaction that a person has when you ask them a question that they're not ready for, is to resist the question. So you even ask for permission to ask the question. You say, William, I want to ask you a very personal question. Do I have your permission to ask that question and seek an answer? And then you stop. Once you put a question mark on it, don't don't just keep going on and on and on. Once you put that question mark behind your question, be quiet. Otherwise, you're going to be head for something that you definitely don't want. That's confusion. You ask a question, stop right there. And according to what I call the code, which is what this what my presentation is, which is supposed to be based on logic, never move to the second question ever until the first question has been asked and answered. That first question must be answered before you move to the second question, no matter how long it takes, thousands of years or whatever. And logically speaking, why is this? To keep from having confusion. If you move to that second question, and the third question, and the fourth question, and you didn't have answers to the first question, even if the answer is I don't know, that's the answer. Because then the logical uh, question then is why don't you know? See, that's the second question. What you first want to hear, I don't know. That's an example. It's a simple thing. Sometimes the simplest things are just like I talked about the moon and people going there. The simplest thing, the most complicated uh, things, or rather, Answers to questions come from simple questions. And this, uh, if you just follow that procedure, somebody once said, I think it was Memphis Slim, the blues singer, and he said, as you go through life, you can't help knowing You can always get help, but 
only the way you're going. And that's in an old blues song back in the 1950s, uh, the way I remember it. And I think that's true. And how do you get help? Asking questions. That's the biggest help that people can get, is when your questions are answered. But you first have to ask. And then there's a procedure for doing that. And the procedure is really real simple. Just be ready for another question until all of your problems are solved. Because every problem that's ever been solved was solved through the process of endless questions and answers. And, uh, 20, 28 after the top of the hour, Mr. Fuller, got some more folks who want to talk to you. Uh, line three, Mike's calling from Chicago. Mike, good morning. You are with Neely Fuller, Jr. Uh, good morning. I just wanted to uh, wish Mr. Fuller a happy birthday and, and thank him for all the work that he's done uh, for the black community. Uh, I really, really appreciate you uh, for everything that you've done. I mean, you've helped me a lot, you know, when you talk about asking those questions. I mean, you can really get down to the bottom of what you're trying to find out just by ask, asking questions. And, and just and, and like Carl, uh, in the beginning, I couldn't get it. I had to listen to you over and over again until it finally clicked. You know, and, and I'm just grateful that I had enough patience to uh, to listen to you. And uh, once again, just thanks, man. I appreciate you, and thanks, Carl. All That's right, it. thanks, Mike. All right, and, and, and it's true. He's being honest. Sometimes it takes a while. So don't get frustrated if you don't understand when Neely Fuller is talking about the system of racism, and white supremacy, because he lays it out. He uses logic, but just keep listening, and you, you'll figure it out. There wasn't a question in there, so I'll take another call for Neely Fuller Jr. on line four. Charles the third. He's calling us. He's in Washington D.C. Charles, good morning. You're on with Neely Fuller Jr. Uh, good morning, and thank you, Carl, for taking my call, uh, Mr. Fuller. You speak of the system of white supremacy, and you say it's the most powerful government and religion in the world. And my question to you is, with power implies force. And sometimes the mistake is we focus on that as opposed to the skill level of the white supremacist. And so can you talk about how skillful they they are also. And, and what brought this up is when you mentioned the nine areas of activity, somehow the supremacist has convinced black folks that the biggest issue we have right now is our mental health. No one's talking about the system of white supremacy. So I'll take my comment off the air. Thank you, and I appreciate the work that you do. Well, here again, it's just asking questions. Uh, I was taught not to ask questions, and that is deadly. I mean, you're killing the person when the person doesn't have questions. You're dying. You're dying right out of the womb. I mean, a baby's coming to the world asking a question. Every baby. Babies coming into the world doing what? Crying. 
because the sensitivity, and I came to that conclusion, there, the baby can, the baby's not thinking it, but the baby can sense that something is in error. So the baby comes into the uh, world from the womb crying. I've never heard of a baby coming into the world laughing. And I ask questions about that. Why do babies come into the world crying? That's a question. I don't care if you're in India or you're on top of a mountain or or you're in Death Valley. You know, no matter how you got there, if if you're suddenly breathing, you're breathing in air. That's an answer to one question. The baby, first of all, breathes. The baby cannot cry without breathing. After you ask that question, do babies breathe before they cry or cry after they breathe? So, well, they cry after they breathe. Why? How did you find that out? Well, I found it out by looking at it. Okay, somebody's seen somebody being born. So the baby is sending a message right there. Something is out of order. That's why babies cry all over this planet. Because everything with people on this planet is out of order. Nothing is the way it ought to be. So then that raises another question. Why are things all messed up? That's what the baby is saying. I must have got off at the wrong stop. This is awful. The baby can sense that even before it begins to think. It's just lying there. But when it starts breathing, it starts crying. People out there in the hospital ward. And somebody should ask that, because I did. That's how I came to that conclusion, asking that question. Why the babies all over the world don't come here laughing? Some of them. I never heard of one of them doing it. So the baby can sense something that's universal, and that is... Everything here on this planet called Earth is out of order. It's not the way it should be. That's why people are killing each other and glorifying war and all like that. I mean, and the baby can sense it. The baby wants to go back into the womb, logically speaking. Why? Because it means the baby got work to do. Why? What work? To straighten out all the mess. So that raises another question. Why is there why is there a mess? That's you know reason. what, Mr. Fuller, hold hold that thought right there. I'll let you expound on that. We gotta take a quick break. Why is there a mess? Why is there a mess? That's a question we keep asking ourselves. I'll let you give provide the answer for us when we get back. Twenty six minutes away from the top of the hour. We've got to check the news, traffic, and weather in our different cities. We're back in four minutes though, right here with Neely Fuller Jr. In Baltimore on 1010 WOLB in the DMV or on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power. 
Good morning again, family. 19 minutes away from the top of the air with our guest, Daniela Fuller Jr. If you heard, you've heard about racism, white supremacy, I'm sure it's a household phrase right now. But it's all started by this person, Neely Fuller Jr. Once you understand it, it, it went, and it may t- some of you may get it right away. If you've taken logic in, in college, you understand it because he uses logic to prove his points. For those of us who are a little slower, we, you know, it may take a while. But be patient with yourself because that's what I had to do. And then I figured it out. And you go, Eureka, wow, this is it. But uh, keep listening to all just get back some of his tapes or his podcasts and listen to how he explains how the system of racism and white supremacy works. Having said that, tomorrow's birthday. He's going to be 94 years young. One of our barbershops checked in, uh, uh, Clippers Barbershop in Meriden, Connecticut. There's Preston's over there holding charge. You know, in the afternoon, the barbershops used to play the program over the air and the brothers and sisters being the barbershops and they'd be participating. Well, now they do it in the afternoon and I'm sure they're going to be talking about Mr. Fuller as what he's uh, teaching us this morning. And I also got a shout out uh, to uh, Professor James Small. He's on the mend. He's, he's got some health challenges. So, uh, Professor Small, we, if those of you, you know, believe in prayer, believe in light or energy, just send some to Professor Small's way. I spoke to him yesterday and he says he's on the mend. Also, a shout out to all the black radio executives that are in town for the annual NABOB conference, National Association, Association of Black Owned Broadcasters. Uh, welcome to Washington, D.C. Speaking of that radio, of course, the, ra- the ratings came out yesterday. Thank you all who supported us in D.C. and Baltimore. Thank you for the ratings. So we've got to share that. Tomorrow, again, is Friday, so it'll give you another chance to free your mind. Think for yourself and reach out to us. Our program, Open Phone Friday, begins at 6 a.m. Eastern Time right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB, and also in the DMV on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL. All right, uh, Mr. Fuller, before we let you, says, why is there a mess? That's a question I'd like for you to answer us or help us figure it out. Why is there a mess? Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. I concluded years ago, since we are talking specifically about black people and black people's problems, or the people of color throughout the planet, and that's a mess. If you're a person of color, you're in that mess, whether you like it or not, born into it. Because somebody has made that mess before you got here. That's the conclusion that I made based on logic and evidence and everything I heard. Hey, you're a little cold boy. And things are going to kind of be rough for you. And naturally, I have questions. Well, why is that? I'm here, and I got cold in my skin. And somebody got a problem with that? Yeah. They call white people. And when they look at you, they got a problem with that. 
Well, why, why, why is that? I mean, I just got here. I haven't done nothing. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a newborn infant. Now, these are things that need for us thinking about, you know, because I'm thinking about how all this got started. They say, well, they figured out a way to psych themselves, in other words, think, and ask questions, because white people, just like all people, all creatures, including all animals, like to think, and they think about getting their questions answered. So some white people began to think, I can make things easier for me if I take these people that got color in their skin and I center my mind and my intentions on having them satisfy my wants because we all have wants and we think of systems of getting our wants satisfied that's all it does. It applies to all people and all creatures. We find that out by trial and error, just like we find everything out by asking questions. That's what trials are, okay, and getting answers. So some white people, not all, logically speaking, thought of the idea. Why not do all the world's business on the basis of what color somebody is, minute by minute, in every area of activity, economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war? I call it the nine areas of activity. Of politics. Politics is nothing but people relations. I had to think about it and come to that conclusion. People say, well, are, you, are, are you in politics? Everybody's in politics. If you relate to people, and you relate it to people some kind of way at some time, at least once, if you never did again, you relate it to a mother. Because a mother gave you birth. And even if you never never saw her again after that day, you related to her, and you had to relate to other people who took up the slack that the mother, the mother may have died in childbirth. Just giving that as an example. But and I'm, I'm asking the people, too, on this program, Nita Fuller has a fault. I mean, a big one, and I'm doing it on this program because sometimes I'm asked a question, but I get too far away from the answer. So you got to watch Neely Fuller on that. That is a flaw. All people are flawed. I'm seriously flawed that way because my mind is running all over the place while I'm talking, and it's happening now. And it's not a senior moment. I've been that way. Uh, so I just ask people as a favor to me if I'm getting away from the answer to the question which I find is slipping away now and I want Mr. Carl Nelson 
to say that. I got to interject this right now because it happened before. It happened really just before this question was asked. I thought back over the question that was being asked, and I had lost that question. So I'm losing this one now. So, Mr. But, Paul, I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got I, to follow the code. And do yeah, you remember the question that you asked? That, that, the, that que- the question was asked. Yeah, the question is why is there a mess? It's such a mess. As we as black oh, people yeah, look okay. around, All right. yeah, we got All so right. many yeah. problems. And that's yeah. one reason we have a mess. Because nearly full is flawed. And you ask a question, and the white supremacists are supreme at this. That's a part of their playbook. If a person, if a black person asks you a question and you're white, and the question is going to help that black person do what they want and not do what you want, lead them away from the question that the person is asking. That is a part of the white supremacist code. And a part of our code as victims should be, if we are trying to straighten out a mess that we have, and we are talking to someone in the system of white supremacy, watch for that. Because they will lead you away from your question and start talking all over the place. And after 15 minutes of talk, you forget what you started out what you asked about in the first place. They are experts at it. Those white people who believe in white supremacy. So getting back to the point, I got to keep on this. Why is there a mess? Because the white supremacists became the smartest people on the planet. Smart by doing what? Asking questions and sticking with those questions until they got answers. They did that better than anybody else on the planet, and the evidence shows it, because everybody caters to those white people. Not talking about all white people. Those white people who run everything in all areas of activity, particularly everything that deals with non-white people, people of color, black, brown, red, yellow, because they set it up that way that these people will be subordinate to anybody who's classified as white. Somebody thought of that in answer to a question that they wanted answers. How can I get people to serve me in the way I want to be served? How can I, 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 and they found out that violence was one, one of the main ones, so they taught people after they learned to be experts at violence. They're the most violent people on the planet. Those white people who believe in white supremacy. And they say, and we want to teach our subjects to black people. Getting back to the answer to the question, why is everything a mess? We will teach black people how to be violent. But against each other, about a football game or whatever. Or just because when they look at each other, they can't stand what can't stand what they're looking at, because they can't stand to look in the mirror. So they're gonna kill everything that looks like them. 
because they can't stand in sales. That's the only logical answer after asking questions. Why do black people find such joy in killing each other? Because we've been trained that way. The white supremacists find joy. And so monkey see, monkey do. They see white people killing black people. That's all they've ever seen. So they say, I want a piece of that action. So that's the logical conclusion initially. May not be the whole answer, but that's the logical answer to come to, or we wouldn't be doing it. And until somebody comes up with a better answer, that answer will do. Black people enjoy killing each other big time. And all the time saying how much we matter. Signs everywhere. Black lives matter. Matter to whom? How much evidence is that? Of that being true? Always seek the truth. So that's the logical question. Black lives matter to whom? That must be a a real small club. I'd like to find out where that is. We do. Black Lives Matter, that's a statement. Now, is that statement true? And if it is, to whom? We'll go into the question mood. And for what? Why should they matter? Why should anybody think? that a black life life matters. Based on what? What do black people do that matters? See, that calls for a whole bunch of questions, maybe two million of them. All right, and hold that thought right there, Mr. Fuller. Hold that thought right there. We've got to take a quick break again. It's six minutes away from the top. Yeah, we find out if black lives really matter. We've got to check the traffic and weather in our cities and the news up in Baltimore. Folks, you want to join this conversation with Neely Fuller Jr., reach out to us at 800-450-7876. Your call's in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WLB. In the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, for information is power. Keep And good morning again, family. Minute after the top of the hour with our guest, Neely Fuller. You know, this, uh, Neely Fuller is explaining how the system of racism and white supremacy works. And uh, again, I, I caution you, you've got to listen really, really keenly because he uses logic to prove his point. So don't get frustrated. You've got to be patient with yourself. And once you find it out, you know, you'll understand. And you also point out people who don't understand how the system of racism and white supremacy works because it covers all areas. Johnny and Long Beach will get to you momentarily, but I need Mr. Fuller to finish explaining to us about this concept of Black Lives Matter. Mr. Fuller? Well, uh, we're still searching for that answer. Uh, and the answer right now seems like, it just seems like, they don't, except they matter for the benefit of the white supremacist's goal. And meaning, what is the goal of the white supremacists? The goal of the white supremacists, based on logic, 
is to be supreme over non-white people in all areas of activity and to enjoy life doing it, what we call life. And we have a system of white supremacy that has dominated the thinking, the speaking, and the acting of people all over the world. White people who are born into the system. It's only one system of government. That's the conclusion by asking questions that I came to when I started writing the book about what to do about it that you can get by going to producejustice.com. But in answer to that question, that's the system of government, the only system of government that I see that here in the year 2023 governs the world. And they do this in all areas of activity. And when it comes to, say, uh, politics, which is nothing but relations between people, just a person saying good morning to another person, that's political. We, we analyze everything. That's one thing that the white supremacists did. The white supremacists are great analyzers. They're the most ardent or, you know, or, or most determined people on the planet to figure things out. That's what analyzing is, figuring everything out, figuring out they go to the bottom of the ocean every ocean, and pick out grains of sand and study one grain of sand because they'll find out this is how you get answers to all questions. Pick out one grain of sand and put it under a microscope and figure out, first of all, in the form of a question, what is it? Why is it there? That's question after you answer the first question. What is it? Well, I'll call it sand. And then they'll say the next question after they answer that first one. Why is it there? Then the third question after they think about it for a thousand years, they're going to get that. They're going to get that question answered. Because that question, if they keep at it, be persistent at it, has an answer. Why is it there? Just one grain of sand at the bottom of an ocean. Is, that, is all of the grains of what I call sand, are they all alike? Are there different types of sand? And if there are, what are they for? They gotta be for something or they wouldn't exist. Everything that exists, everything that whatever a creator creates are created. These are the kind of questions that the white supremacists ask. First of all themselves and then of others to see if they know. And then they'll just work on it and work on it and work on it. And you ask him, you say, Paul, why are you standing there, or sitting there, rather, every day looking at that grain of sand all the time? 
studying a grain of sand? And the answer apparently was, whomever did it, somebody did it, because it's there. It exists. And everything that exists, exists for a purpose. And for a black person asking the question, we say, oh, man, I ain't got no time for we study no grain or sand. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Hey, I'm ready to raise some sand. I ain't, I ain't going to study what I'm raising. Yeah, we're that, we are that way. For whatever reason, we are that way. Those black people don't want to analyze nothing. Why? Because we've been taught that way. Now, I hope I'm not getting too far away from the answer to the question either. We we have been now taught by whom? After we answer that first question, why are we that way? Because in our encounters with white people, at some point, they encountered us. We encountered them, and many of them had the agenda. I'm going to take advantage of this creature. I studied all I wanted to study about sand. I knew about sand, how to use it, what it's for. So, I'm among some creatures that look like me, except their color is different. But they seem to move around like me and all like that, so I'm going to study them just like I did that sand. I'm going to study everything that they do and every move that they make and every breath that they take. And I'm going to capture all of it and use it for whatever purpose I think about using. They will be utilities like the grain of sand that I dominate. Because it's here. Might as well find a use for it. And I'll catch them napping because they won't be thinking about what I'm up to. And that system became the system of white supremacy. It's very progressive, and it's proven that when it comes to handling things, but it's pure poison, the system of white supremacy, when it comes to handling people. And the evidence shows that. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. And All right, hold that thought right there, Mr. Fuller. 
Yes. Because yes. more folks want to talk to you. Uh, Johnny's calling from Long Beach, California. He's on line two. Johnny, you're on with Neely Fuller Jr. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Mr. Fuller, I ha- I've had those moments when when I started going on, and my nephew corrected me one time. He said, he said, Uncle Johnny, it's like you changed the subject. It's okay. Don't worry about that, you know, because you're interesting. Mr. Fuller, uh, I heard you say that if you're part of a race, that makes you a racist. Do you ever call you a Mac? And yes, it, I say that all the time. I say that in the textbook because the only purpose for being a member of a race is to mistreat people. You don't just be a member of a race without that. Racism, race is racism. It's an invention in the minds of people. You don't have to be a member of no race. What is that? Where's any evidence, I mean, of being a member of a race? What are you racing against? The white supremacists will use expressions like racing against time. That's not logical. You use time. You don't race against time. But they invent language that has to do with giving them more power. Even the languages that we use. doesn't make a difference what language you speak. When the white supremacists come around, you'll be winding up doing whatever their language wants you to do. Because they will learn your language and use it better than you against you. So it's not just in the language, it's what you intend to do with anything that you touch. It's not the object itself. The white supremacists are the best in the world at that. They will walk around and they will get answers to questions. Because they ask questions all the time. They're the best in the world at it. That's why they get answers. Other people want questions and answers just out of necessity. The white supremacists probably started off doing it out of necessity, but they get answers to questions simply because they never stop asking. Now, Mr. Fuller, is, is your logic based on humanity? Based on what? On humanity. On humanity? Is, it, is your logic, what you installed, is it based on humanity? Did you say... And I'll tell you what, uh, Mr. Fuller, hold that thought response there. And Johnny, I think you, thank you for your call, because we got to take a short break here. I don't want to break his trend of thought. Folks, you two can join our conversation with Neely Fuller Jr. As I mentioned earlier, you've got you to listen very, very keenly, because he uses logic, cause and effect, to prove his points. And you understand we talked about the system. Don't get caught on, on the word... On, on the different words, just the whole phrase, the system of racism, white supremacy. And then he'll tell you that uh, uh, racism is white supremacy. But, but listen very keenly. Keep your ear right into that speaker because you can't be halfway listening because you'll miss it. You'll miss what the points that he's trying to make. So anyway, as I mentioned, we got to get caught up on the latest traffic and weather for our commuters this morning. We'll be back in four minutes, though. If you want to get in on this conversation with Mr. Fuller, reach out to us at 800 450 
888-720-7876. Your call's next right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. Also in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 at AM 1450 WOL, where information is power. And good morning again, family. Thanks for rolling with us all morning long. It's 20 minutes after the top of the hour. Our guest is Neely Fuller Jr. You know him from his book, The Code, and tomorrow's his birthday. So I'm just asking folks, you want to celebrate Neely Fuller's birthday with us? Uh, just pick up a copy of his book. He'll give you all the information about the book, how you can get it before he leaves. But before we left for the traffic and weather update, John in Long Beach, California, had a question for you, Mr. Fuller. He wanted to know, is your thesis based on humanity, racism or white supremacy? Is it based on humanity? I don't understand the question. Uh, so, I, I think he, he's implying, maybe not, correct me, Johnny, if I'm wrong, that the the the, the, the features that you say that racism is white supremacy isn't based. It's basically on race, on not just solely on race, but human beings. It's, it's looking at humans in totality. Well, people, if we're talking about people. People have choices, and they ask questions and get answers, and then they act on the answers they get to the questions. So people are called, in the world that I'm in, human beings. That's an error, according to evidence. That's a huge error, because the people on this planet have proven if they are not humane. Now, what is humane? Jumping from one word to another, from human to humane. It means you help people. You don't do anything to harm people. You don't do anything to harm nature uh, in its productive state. You improve everything that you touch. You make it closer to the way it ought to be because everything is out of order in the world that we're in when it comes to the actions of people. People are out of order and we have a tendency to throw everything else out of order. So what is order? Order is, for one thing, guaranteeing, if you're talking about humanity, guaranteeing that no person is ever under any circumstance mistreated. That's logical. People are here not to be mistreated if you want to come to a constructive conclusion of what people should be about. First of all, see to it that no one is mistreated. And number two, guarantee that the person that needs help the most in every circumstance gets the most constructive help. Now, these are the two things that everybody on the planet should be doing 24 hours a day, nonstop. Number one, guarantee, if there's just 10 people on the planet, guarantee that not one of those persons is mistreated. Now, this is what I call codified logic about correcting things. 
first thing you got to do is guarantee that not one person under any circumstance is mistreated after you ascertain what mistreatment is, after you make a judgment about what mistreatment is and what it isn't. And then number two, guarantee that the person that needs help the most gets the most constructive help. Example, a person will say, well, I, I need a fix. I need some more drugs. Well, wait a minute. That's what you say you need, sir. But the question is, is this the most constructive help that you can get? More of what poisoned you in the first place. And and don't move away from the answer to that question. All questions must be answered. You never move to the second question without answering the first one based on truth and evidence. Has the evidence shown that more cocaine is better than less? The evidence has shown, well, no. So why get more of what you had that's going to harm you more than it did? That's not logical. So that's not constructive help. See, that word constructive is always supposed to be present in everything that every creature does. Nothing non-constructive, not for two seconds, ever. That's the kind of world that we should be trying to produce, because it's not that way. So, the system of white supremacy is very constructive when it comes to handling things as a form of government. It's proven that. Everybody's rushing around trying to get the things that the system of white supremacy has produced. But when it comes to relations between people, it's about as terrible as it can be. The white supremacists, more than anybody, are deadly at that. They are excellent when it comes to handling things, producing things. I think it was, uh, it wasn't Geronimo, it was one of the other Indians who said, the white man knows how to make everything, but he does not know how to distribute it. Now, I, I, I thought about that statement, and I came to the conclusion, but this is just me. The first statement is true. The second statement, he doesn't know how to distribute it, I think needs modification. He knows how, but he doesn't choose to. When you say white man, you're talking about the white supremacists. not talking about all white people, at least logic says that that's true. Always go with the truth if you want to solve any problem, even when it hurts. And... All kinds of things that hurt because of truth should hurt 
the truth should hurt because that's a fire alarm going off saying needs something needs to be corrected. So don't be afraid of the truth. I said on this program this morning, Neely Fuller, you don't uh, let Neely Fuller say something that's not true, that you know is not true, and say, oh, well, I got to respect that old man. No, you're not respecting me when you give me anything that ain't true. And if you hear me say something that's not true, say, Mr. Fuller, you know, if you want to use an old cliche, out of all due respect, you got that one wrong. Everybody's loaded with mistakes. We are mistake-prone creatures, big time. Everybody on the planet. So nobody should ever be embarrassed about making a mistake. Be embarrassed about not correcting mistakes when they are made. That's what you're, you're going to be embarrassed. At. I mean, you can go straight to embarrassment when you start talking about embarrassment. Never be embarrassed about correcting a mistake. Embrace corrections to mistakes. I mean, I'm talking about being a fanatic about it. If I make any kind of mistake, I'm not here to make mistakes under any circumstance. Well, don't, don't tell that old man he's making a mistake because it might hurt his feelings. Hurt my feelings rather than tell me a lie. No. <laughs> Say, hey, well, you got this all wrong. And that's one of the first things I want to hear. Based on what? Emotion? No, based on logic. Correcting mistakes is what we're here for. Everybody's mistakes, and everybody's made them, and in the process of making them. According to what? Evidence. Not how somebody feels. Feelings change every five minutes. They're unreliable. They serve a purpose, but you can't rely on feelings unless they are attached to what? Logic. Logic means cause and effect. Fire will burn. Water is wet. Fire is not the same as water, even though they are related some kind of way. Because everything is related some kind of way. Otherwise, water wouldn't put out fire. The water has a connection with fire. All right. That's 30 awesome. minutes after the top there, Mr. Fuller. And uh, Dante's on hold. And Dante is, wants to talk about Wheeler Lynch letter. He's from Baltimore. Dante, I, I, Wheeler Lynch letter was a fake. I know you're a new listener, but uh, those folks who have been here for quite a while, listeners for years, they, when we even had the guy who wrote the Wheeler Lynch letter, and they said it was a fake. So I'm going to give you time to rephrase your question because you can't ask him something that that's not true. So anyway, Dante, just hang on and rephrase your question for Neely Fuller Jr. Because the Wheeler Lynch letters are fake. And keep listening to us, brother. And for those new listeners in Baltimore, we talked about this years ago. In fact, we had the guy on who, 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 uh, who wrote the letter. And we had uh, Manu Ampinu who discovered that it was a fake. So while you do that, Dante, we're going to put you back on hold and rephrase your question for Neely Fuller Jr. That'll get you up to speed. But uh, uh, Tony Browder just sent me a note for you, Mr. Fuller. He says he can't call in today, but he said, please tell Mr. Fuller that I am thankful for the knowledge, wisdom, and insights he has provided us over the decades. He's certainly fulfilling his cosmic assignment. 
And also, Johnny, the last question said he he wants to thank you as well. So you know, folks, you got to keep listening to this program. You want to get caught up on uh, you know cause Willie Lynch letter. I don't want to even go there because it was a fake. We had the guy down in North Carolina uh, who was on and admitted that he wrote it as a fake. So. You just, you just got to pay attention. You got to stay in class. But Mr. Fuller, I want to go, uh, go. We're coming up on a break, but I want to ask you too if you can explain uh, why. One time you said that we we sh- that we should uh, avoid talking to us to each other. We say we talk too much. We we just waste time just having conversations, and we're not, we're not coming up with any critical discussions about conversations. We just we just talk just to having talk. We're not coming up with any ideas or coming up with any solutions to our problems. And we, you basically said that we should avoid each other. And I'll let you report about that after we get back from the, the news because we got to take a short break here. And uh, I see Dante still with us. So thankfully, Dante uh, rephrased his question about the Wheeler Lynch letter. And those of you who don't know, the Wheeler Lynch letter was a fake uh, family. So, uh, you know, just put that to the side. That's why you got to stay in class. 800-450-7876, number to call if you got a question for Neely Fuller Jr. We'll take your calls in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. If you're in the AMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL, where information is power. Good morning again, family. 21 minutes away from the top of the hour with our guest, Neely Fuller Jr. is in our classroom right now. you got a question for Neely, reach out to us. 800-450-7876. I want to remind you, tomorrow's Friday. We give you a chance to free your mind, think for yourself, and reach out to us. Our open phone Friday, uh, Friday program begins at 6 a.m. Eastern time right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. Also in the DMV on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL. All right, Mr. Fuller, before you answer my question, let's go to Dante. So for us online too is Dante's in Baltimore. Good morning, Dante. You're on with Mr. Neely Fuller Jr. Yes, sir. Uh, hello, and uh, happy birthday, Mr. Fuller. Well, what I just wanted to say was just like that misinformation that the education of our people is kind of questioned by the intelligence of the white supremacists and, and, and misleading us and using misinformation. And that was kind of what I was kind of segueing into with the Willie Lynch. I know that's fake and false. However, that, that form of disinformation of, you know, disliking this person and, and don't like people with money, we've really fallen into that circle. So I just wanted to ask him, what does he think that could, could kind of break it? Even though, like I said, you know, it's a fake uh, Willie Lynch, so so, but a lot of that stuff that is in there has fallen into place with us. Light-skinned guys, it's like a dark-skinned guy. It's weird. It sounds stupid, but it's true. And, 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 and unfortunately, it just causes us to be divided with money, financial gains and stuff like that. Like, if you have money, Mr. Carl, some people may not like you. Like, oh, he has money, so he thinks he's better than us. No, he just has money, so that's a nice car. So I just wanted to say, like, what does he think that the, the, the financial effect and the way that they've strategized, weaponized, I'll say, um, misinformation for us, and how can we probably break that system, if any, if there's even a possibility right. to break it? You know? Okay. Thanks, Dante. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful All right. day. I hear too, Dante. Mr. Fuller? You replace any type of misinformation with information. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. And how do you get information? Questions and answers. You ask questions, just like a question being asked now. If somebody's telling you something and you don't know if it's true, then the question is, can I find out the truth? That, you know, I ask the person a question and the person says, this is the answer to your question. And now, if it comes to my mind, that answer that I got to my question, was it the truth? So that's a question. So I got to find that out first. And how do I do that? I keep asking questions. Was that the truth? Until I find somebody who knows whether it was the truth or not. Because I'm asking the question, which means I don't know. So the first thing I have to do is just find out the answer to somebody who what? Does know. And that's the codified procedure. That's the logical procedure. That's the universal procedure which is what everything in problem solving is supposed to be about. Finding out what to do answers the question. That's the only way you find out what to do about anything. Ask the question and getting answers to each question that you ask and seeing if that answer is the answer that is true, not false. And it's just that simple. Yeah, hold that thought right there. And some more people want to talk to you. Don't wait. They always wait till the last minute to call in. 17 away from the top of the hour. Bob is in Columbus. He's on line three. Bobby, your question for Neely Fuller Jr. Yes, thank you. Uh, Mr. Fuller, I've heard you speak many times about having a code. Uh, what do you mean that we must have a code? Thank you. A code is nothing but questions and answers. Having the correct answer. To every question that a person has that will produce the most constructive result. That's what every move that a person makes in a day or moment. Problem solving, if you want to put it under a heading. People are designed based on logic to either make problems or solve problems. But we have the capacity, and there's been evidence of that. People are put here to solve problems. Why? That's the question. Why are people put here to solve problems? Because we got problems to solve. That's the answer. 
if we weren't put here to solve problems, we wouldn't have any problems to solve. So at some point, people say, even, you know, why did the chicken cross the road? That's a question. Well, the chicken is hungry. Well, why is the chicken hungry? Because it's something in the chicken's body that says you have to have food. Well, why does the chicken have food? So that the chicken can solve problems. Now, what is the problem that the chicken has getting across the road? Well, why would the chicken try to cross the road? Because that's where the food is. All that corn that dumped off of a truck is lying over there in the grass on the other side of the road. So why did the chicken cross the road? To solve the problem of getting to the corn. Because that's where the corn is. In everything in existence, you get signs of what problems that need to be solved. We're born into the world, and we, the baby wants to be fed. The baby was fed for nine months. The baby wants to keep being fed. So the baby does what? Cries out. You got a problem over here. Pay attention to me. Well, you are making a problem, baby. Yeah. But somebody's supposed to solve my problem. I had food before. Now I want food to keep coming until I can handle my own way of getting food. Duh. That's what the baby is saying when it's crying in the back room back there. It keeps annoying you. It's feeding time. I'm a baby. It's always feeding time, and it's always sleeping time until I get big enough and learn enough where I can feed myself without calling you all the time. I'm acting out of necessity. What are you doing? That's what the baby's saying when it's crying. Fear logic, baby logic, and baby logic is universal. We can't get too far away from it. Cause and effect. Mr. Fuller, yeah, you, uh, my question earlier was the fact that you say t we waste too much time having conversations with each other. Can you explain that? You said we shouldn't be talking to each other. Can you explain that for our audience, please? Because we do. We t we call it, you know, kind of laughingly. We say talking random. Random talk. Well, what does that mean? That's a question. Questions and answers again. What does random talk mean? Oh, just, just breaking the silence. You know, somebody, you know, somebody say something. Well, the code says never just say something unless you are saying something. Now, what does that mean? That's another question. It means whatever you say, make it have a constructive effect or don't say it at all. If you write a song, that's the difference between, as the code says, I have it in my code book, I came to that conclusion, the difference between music and noise. What is music? 
It's a sound. It's two types of sound in the universe, just two. Music and noise. So what is music and what is noise? That's another question. Music is a sound that you hear, that when you hear it, you think about doing something constructive, something that's going to produce a constructive result. That's what you think about when you hear music. Sound is just the opposite. I mean, not sound. Uh, noise is just the opposite of the two types of sound. Noise, music, you got music. Thinking, making you think about something, doing something constructive, because that's what it, I say is logical. And if it's not, somebody can correct me. And you got noise. Noise is when you hear it, you think about doing something non-constructive, like putting a gun in your belt and going out and then shooting somebody just to see them fall down and think that's funny which is what we do. Now, if what you were listening to in the form of what you might regard it as music, it turned out to be if you go and do it, that wasn't music, that was noise. You just shoot somebody for fun because you listen to something. I don't care what kind of label you put on it, that was noise. Because you did something as a result of listening to it that was non-constructive. So the only difference between music and noise as two types of sound is what do you think about doing when you hear it? I think that's constructive and the correct way of looking at music and noise. Nothing in between. It's either one or the other. What do you think about doing when you hear Right. Uh, Mr. Fuller, we got about 60 seconds left. Uh, can you tell folks how they can get a copy of your book? And I'm imploring our listeners to, because it's your birthday tomorrow, pick up a copy of the book. First, we need the title. Now, can we get a copy of the book? Well, I just call it, it's a long title. In fact, I got titles all over the title of the book. But... It's called the Compensatory Counter-Racist Code. And then there's a word guide that's just an extension of the basic book. You can get it by going to produce, producejustice.com. I'll say it again. Producejustice.com. Because that's what we're supposed to be doing. Why? Because non-justice dominates the entire planet in the form of a system called white supremacy. And it's a non-just system. It's not designed to treat people correctly. It's deliberately designed to mistreat people. And it's got to be replaced with something. But the law of the universe is you don't replace something with something else unless it's, unless it needs replacing. And since the 
the system of white supremacy is a non-just governmental system that dominates the entire world. You want to replace it with something what? Better. And something better would be justice, which means guaranteeing that no person is mistreated and guaranteeing that the person that needs help the most gets the most constructive help. And and the the textbook for victims of white supremacy that help the individual person, it's addressed to the individual person about ways and means of going about doing that, which was what we have discussed this morning. First of all, look for the truth and, and do that by asking questions, not about some things, about everything that you see people doing and everything that you hear people saying ought to be done. And then right. keep asking questions and keep getting answers. And Thank you, Mr. Sure, Fuller. Yes, for sure. Thank you. That you never move to the second question without the first being answered. All right. Thank you for sharing the information with us over all these years. Enjoy your birthday. And, folks, pick up the book. And if you can't remember, just ask for the code by Neely Fuller. All these bookstores will know how to get it. Or if not, you know, look it up online and you'll be able to get a copy of the book. But we're late, so we've got to get out of here. ProduceJustice.com. That's where you can get a copy of the book, the code. ProduceJustice.com. Folks, we're out of here. Stay strong. Stay positive. Please stay healthy. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 o'clock, right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. Also on the DMV, run FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power.